Alrighty, welcome to Romero Records Podcast. Today we have on, you can introduce yourself. Michael Kurt Bay with Press Pause Images. Awesome. Gotta pour myself a glass of water first. What's this? Well, not a glass, but. Cool. So, Mike has brought on, what was this called? I have no idea how to pronounce that, bro. Uh, it looks like Didamana. I'm gonna go with that. It's a small batch tequila. He says it's the rocks tequila. It is the rocks. There's literally a picture of the guy with the bottle underneath it at the liquor store. Oh wow. That's that's, that's how I knew it is. But yeah, I don't usually drink, but I guess we're gonna have to crack it open just because he brought it. <laughs> hey man, sing it to my You're more than welcome to sing it to my We're gonna do all this. Be my guest. All right. Literally, be my guest. <laughs> So Mike, I uh, found him on Instagram, just like everybody else that we bring on, and uh, this dude is a phenomenal photographer. Absolutely amazing. That's, that's real sweet to say. That's, that's touching. <laughs> You're a nice guy. There, there you go. go. A little bit of self-hatred Thank for you. you. <laughs> It's like, a, like, it, like it's a product, right? <laughs> We're pitching this today, people. Yeah, so The Rock, if you get the chance to see this, by all means, we are displaying your stuff. All right. All right, buddy. Cheers. Got a little bite to it. It's kind of smooth, though. I feel like they already mixed in the, light, uh, the lime and the salt. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It kind of breaks my heart. <laughs> you know, tequila's supposed to hurt you. Right? Yeah, that was that was pretty smooth. That was, that was pretty decent. Maybe that's what he... That's maybe what he wanted. Something that, you know, people just enjoy it and they just want to drink it. That, that's what. That's not what drinking's about. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? No, that's that's not at all. These these shot glasses are pretty dope. Yeah, no, yeah, pretty cool. Uh, I had the choice between these or just regular clear... The original idea... I was going to get a bunch of little Don Julios, mm-hmm. right? Just and like the, the small little shot glasses? Yeah, we're just going to meet in the middle. Ah. Right, we're just going to line these bad boys up, <laughs> and we're just going to meet in the middle. The quality Jesus. of the podcast just going south, right? <laughs> Slowly but surely was the general idea. Oh, but, man. you know, this um, this works. It does work. You know, it, it definitely works. Work. They're out. Apparently, they can't get in for the distributor or nothing. Mm. Completely gone. So, just... Sound of the times. That's wild. Have you seen like Corona has like the um, the beer company has just like completely like gone down. Like people just aren't drinking Coronas, and I was like, that doesn't make any sense at all. Oh, before the uh, before the lockdown, I was pretty bad. Every time you know, I'd be out somewhere, mm-hmm. didn't want a beer. I need a Corona <laughs> right there. <laughs> you know, hard times for the company, boys. We got to take care of them. I think it's wild. Like, why <laughs> Why are people associating the disease with the drink? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, you know, I think um, I think it's really one of those, not everybody's a savage. Yeah, yeah. Right? So they go up there, and the last thing they want to do is drink a Corona if anybody get, like, offended or upset or anything by it. Um, I'm just a jerk. <laughs> you know, I use it as a conversation starter. You see what I'm drinking here? Let's, yeah. <laughs> let's have a talk. Right, yeah, that's a good way to kick it off. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Do you go out like a lot around like the Memphis area as far as like um, all the bars and stuff like that? You know, it's really one of those things of when I was a kid, and I mean kid, I was mean like you know, 
late teens, early 20s kid in our eyes, I guess, right? Uh, one of those things of... I was I partied a lot at the houses, you know? It was a lot of house parties and stuff like that and everything. Didn't really go to a lot of bars. Mm. And then I got older and I got kids... And I appreciated the idea of going to a bar, mm-hmm. right? It's not as loud and crazy as a house party. Um, you kind of just be low-key and just chill and just sip something and mind your own business. Is it something I frequently do, though? Nah, I appreciate it. I don't really do it a lot. Mm. Um, just because I you know, have a full-time job on top of um, the second job, which is the photography, which I'll never leave the full-time first job because it you know, has a pension. So you don't, mm. walk, you don't walk away from that. What do you do? Um, I work, uh, I'm working schools. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's a good thing. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> but, uh, it's really one of those things of, um, for the most part, when I get out, it's typically, uh, photography okay. related, right? I'm, I'm going to a show and, um, I'll get there early so I can sit down and, you know, just have a beer, just yeah, chill yeah. and relax. You don't want to, you don't want to, you know, really get crazy, but you, know, you have one. And you're sitting there for like an hour, yeah, or two hours before everything starts. Like nobody's even in there. It's just like you and the you and the bartender, and you just you're just taking a minute to really sit there and just mellow out and get a little calm. You know, hide from all the. I got three very high energy, very very active, very on top of you, just choking you kids. <laughs> Love them to death. I'm in them that way. But it's really one of those things of it's nice to get that little quiet time, and yeah. then you do then you have to get your mind right. Photography as well. It's for me personally going out to like these music spots and I'm taking a shot. It's, it's easy to kind of, it sounds mean, but it's kind of easy to get a shot of something happening, mm-hmm. right? Something's happening, point and click. We live in a world of cameras. Everybody knows that you pull out your phone, you snap a picture, you're going to get a picture. Yeah. There's a difference though, between taking a snapshot and capturing a moment and you got to put your head in the right space. I, I spend that time usually looking through all their work. I'll, I'll sit there and I'll look at somebody's whole Instagram feed, anything they put up, listening to their music. Before I came here, went through the went through the catalog, just got up, examined all that, anything you had online, went through it all, kind of understand you better, kind of understand what's going on, yeah, yeah. see what I'm kind of getting into. And that's just sort of the way I treat everything, overstudy, overanalyze, get in the right mindset. So this way I know whenever I step into it, you know, I'm ready to go. You know, yeah. we kind of... Even if it's like maybe a one-way relationship right now, right? Hopefully by the end of it, we'll be able to showcase that in the shots. Mm-hmm. And that's how you get that, hopefully, get that emotion or get something, you know, of real value and worth out of the shoot as opposed to just a snapshot of, hey, I'm a guy on stage. Yeah. And you can actually find those moments of weakness or self-reflection or um, power where they, if they feel strong and excited and, yeah, yeah. you know, that energy coming off them. You know, you know what that looks like. You know what they're kind of casual. Anything you put up on Facebook is fake. <laughs> Anything you put on Instagram, it's fake. They're all like, look how happy I am. Yeah. Right? And you already know that if you see that, you don't take the picture. Yeah. You know, if you see this kind of fake pose, this kind of like thing like this, you know, whole mm-hmm. leg spread and everything like that, that's fake. You don't, you know, I know already that's how that person is normally. Mm-hmm. Discard it. Okay. Don't, even, don't even click the button. Keep your finger off the shutter. As soon as that moment fades... Right? And that facade always drops. You can't hold that forever. That's when you fire. Interesting. So there you go. <laughs> so when it comes to like all the venues and stuff like that, do you, um, have you ever been hired by the, the companies particular or are you just going there and you're just taking pictures? Man, it's, it's the best way of saying this. I guess when it all started, it was supposed to be a tax break. 
right? That's how you do it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and I say, like, I'm a company. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, justify to the wife. Yeah, I gotta buy all this stuff. It's <laughs> that's how you do it. It's necessary. <laughs> Absolutely necessary. Can't go out there with garbage. We need better equipment. <laughs> so we um yeah, I guess that's it's really one thing. I went to actually went to school photography. Mm-hmm. Um, Where'd you go to school? I went to U of M. Okay. And I remember. See now we're now you're about ready. We're about ready to go on a little trip here. Let's go. And when it's done, <laughs> we're gonna get back into there. <laughs> that's a payment, right, for sharing. Yeah. So, I I don't know. I guess I never really had any ambition. Um, I was kind of the kid that whenever I want to do something, I could just do it. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that makes you spoiled, right? So you kind of just assume like, hey, everything's going to pan out for me. I don't have to worry about it. Um, I slept in class and the teacher would wake me up. I stared at the board, piece together really quickly what they were trying to figure out, and then solve the problem. Oh. Half the teachers told me to shut up and put my head back down, <laughs> and the other half just got mad at me. Yeah. So I remember I got pulled out of my math class once. And my teacher is just rallying me. She is mad at me. She's like, you are smart. And I'm just like, I don't feel smart. I'm just, I'm just sitting there trying to hit on a girl. What do you want out of me, bro? Yeah. And she is just going to town on me. And she's like, you can do anything you want. What do you want to do? Now, I'm like 16 or 17 years old at this point. No one has ever asked me what it is I want to do. Mm. Right? I was always told that you're going to do this, you're going to do that, you're going to do this. And I didn't really question it because I just assumed that that's what life was. Yeah. And I paused for a minute. I was like, oh, I can do anything I want. I can do anything I want. Oh my God. Like I, how did I never think of this? Like, it was just like a brand new revelation. I got a big old smile on my face. And I got all excited and I'm like, all right. Yeah. Yeah, man. I want, I want to be my dad. Oh. And she's like, great. Perfect. 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 What does your dad do? Oh man. He, um, man, he works 12 hour shifts, five days a week at a job. He hates. <laughs> he goes home to a nagging wife and ungrateful kids oh, on the sixth man. day, he cleans the house until he goes to bed. And on the seventh day, he barbecues, drinks beer and uh, <laughs> watches some football. And then he does it all over again. And I'm all happy and excited about this life. I'm like, this sounds great. Yeah. This is, this sounds amazing to me. <laughs> and she just has this blank look on her face and sends me back. Oh, she calls up my dad, you know, and my dad's like, Oh, what do you do now? And she tells him the whole story. He's like, that's my boy. <laughs> Calls up his mom. My son wants to be like me. You know, he's all proud and happy and everything. But um, I don't know. I guess that was the first time I realized I could do anything. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't want a desk job. Mm. I never wanted to be shackled down or anything like that. I've always had authority problems. I'm just I'm a horrible person that way. I don't like to listen. Rebel by nature. Uh, I'm, it's in the blood. Yeah. Look, <laughs> meet my kids. It's in the blood. Right? So, um I decided I just didn't wasn't going to go to college. Mm-hmm. I just didn't want it. I had no interest. I had no thought. I had no want. There's nothing in there that was going to make me go. I was going to go out and get a job. I didn't care if I was digging ditches. Man, I just don't want to be in an office. Yeah. That's the last thing I ever wanted. I've been in a desk for years. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. I want to go back into that scenario. And I bumped into a photographer teacher. And I don't know what it's about this lady, man. She was awesome. I took her two years in a row because I loved her class so much and. I guess it was just, um, it was the first time I'd seen romance, or not romance, but like in a sense of like um, a love interest, but romance in a sense of like a love for something, like a mm-hmm. wine for something, magic, right? It's gone in the world. Magic's gone. Yeah. People keep trying to kill it every day with science and everything else. Something to be said about magic. Yeah. And she had a passion for photography. And it was funny because she still was a little scientific, and that's kind of the way I think sometimes, right? You know, I break everything down into this, this, that, and that. And 
and you know there's rules and there's things you kind of have to abide by but you can still have a little bit of creativity in those moments because i still you know just the way i personally think and i loved it because she was sort of one of these things where she'd go on this huge like long talk about how for, uh, portrait photography needs to be this way it needs to look like this it needs to look like that and then someone took a picture of a car and she just like rips it up and this is back in film, bro. <laughs> you know, this, oh like, this is back in film. She just like rips it up. So like, it only needs to be one picture of a car and he's look just like this. And you put it up to sell it and that is it. And I'm like, Jesus, man, that is hardcore, dude. I love it. But in her head, you know, she had this, this she had the perfect idea of what yeah. she wanted. She had a vision. And yeah. Right. And like, you got to think about it. You have a vision when you have something you love. Right. You, you know, say rap, right. Mm hmm. You have a vision. You got to put that music out there, right? It's your yeah. thought. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks is good. Yeah. It matters what you think. And that's the same thing as her, right? And, and I saw that and it was like, I guess it's the first time I've seen anybody so hardcore about it, you know, mm -hmm. so so much about it. I was like, I want that in my life. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm just kind of like, whatever. I'm a tumbleweed, bro. Like, I love this. <laughs> I love what I'm seeing. And um, so I started doing photography and it was a good way to meet, you know, I mean, like I said, I got in trouble for like you know talking to the ladies. Yeah, yeah. It was terrible, man. I'm, I'm sitting there, I'd walk up out of camera, walk up to a young lady. I'm like, hey, you want to go take some pictures? Oh, I'd love to. Like, you know, you're out <laughs> in the woods and you're having a good time. Sorry about that, Mike. Oh, yeah. And um, you know, you go out and you and you have fun. It's it was a good icebreaker and an opener and stuff, right? And um, always guaranteed that second date because it was film. Yeah. You had to go back and meet up again, right? Worked out. Always worked out great, man. Good facts. And. Um, <laughs> Ain't that way no more, right? Now it's like, oh, you, you can send it to me. It's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I messed that first one up. <laughs> so it's um, that, that's how I got into it, actually. And um, that's, um, I don't know how we got to see you. I said, you can't, you can't just have me talk, dude. I'll just ramble oh, on. Fine. <laughs> I'll ramble on about anything. I don't even know how we got on this. But anyways, that's how um, I got into photography. Yeah. And then I went to the U of M. Didn't want to go to school or nothing. Mm -hmm. And that's why I went to the U of M. And uh, that was the only way I went. I couldn't stand it. I didn't like none of my peers. Really? And come to find out, none of them even went into photography anyways. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I ended up uh, going into IT, which, you know, pays the bills. Yeah, yeah. Not mad, right? Very, yeah. very happy. You know, the wife doesn't have to work or anything like that. So very blessed in that fashion. Yeah. But at the same point, it's really one of those things of, man, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it would have been a different world. It would have yeah. been a completely different life. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's kind of nice to be able to get, go out there and get that creativity, snap those pictures. And I would just absolutely love where I was even going with this one. <laughs> roll it back, roll back the tape. <laughs> That's all good. So when you do photography, uh, is there like a certain type you like to do? Like I've seen a lot of yours. It's like, you know, not portraits, but they're a people. Is it, is that something that you're more into is like just taking pictures? pictures of people or is there you know you have a preference so actually you know what let's do this we'll talk about <laughs> this I just, I just remember that part that you owe me one of these guys now the the thing that I did a lot of we just touched on was I did a lot of portraiture yeah of pretty young ladies yeah because I had a problem you know, and I guess it's just something I kind of enjoyed. And I, I did for the most part. I mean, as stern as she was about the photography, um, you know, certain things only, you know, like she was big on my our photography teacher, my first one. She was very big on like portraiture. She was big on kind of very artsy things, mm -hmm. you know, sort of high contrast stuff. It's a lot of black and white. So 
obviously, <laughs> it's going to be a lot of high contrast stuff. Yeah. But um, she was very big on artsy stuff, a little bit of portraiture, um, occasional landscape, not really so much still life. And I guess I kind of related to that. So whenever I went and did my own thing with film, it was pretty much portraitures only. Mm-hmm. When I got into digital photography and I kind of gave him that ability not to constantly um, spend time because doing film took forever. Yeah. And unless you really want to take photos of it, you just didn't. Mm-hmm. Digital comes along, whatever, right? It's, just, it's a delete button. So I, I've explored different types of photography. I've looked at it all. I kind of have to whenever you go to school for it. And I just, I guess it's people more than anything, right? I, I do enjoy people. That's why I do. I focus on portraitures. And music, I, it's pretty funny how I fell into music, but it's really, those are the two main things that I focus on the most. Okay. And it's really one of those things of people change. People are dynamic. Mm-hmm. I set this here, that stays there till a person moves it. Yeah. Or, you know, obviously act of God can yeah. step in, but you get the idea. Um, same thing, inanimate objects stay. The landscape takes a while for it to change. Um, there's not a lot of that volatility in it when you look at a picture of a person from one second to the next it can be a completely different emotion it can be a completely different person your perception of it of how you feel for that day can definitely read into it your past experiences and everything like that it's it's interesting that you can get a photo of somebody and depending who the person is that whole perception can change mm-hmm. um, the person looking at it their perception can change of themselves you know, there, there's there's so much that can be brought in with a person as opposed to any other subject matter. There, there's so much more depth that can be there. There's more time that's spent in your head personally analyzing it mm. than anything else you look at. And that's just me. I just feel that that's, there's just so much there, more there. There's yeah. more depth in there. You're more curious about people. Um, things are cool. Cars are cool. Um, you know, mountains are cool. Rivers are cool. But at the same point, you take a thousand pictures of the same river and you have a thousand pictures of the same river. Yeah. You take a thousand pictures of a person and you have a thousand moments in someone's life. Mm. And each of those are different. Each of those are special. Each of those unique. Yeah. And to me, that's why I focus on those things because they seem to have so much more value. They have so much more um, power in them. But again, what do I know? <laughs> right? You know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a guy. Cheers to that. There it is. Yeah, I definitely know what you're talking about with that because it's like, um, it's same thing like relating to music. Like you could just make, you could just make a song and then just like make it. But that's kind of like the landscape. Like if you want to just put together a song, you can. But you can also bring that song to life by putting your real emotion. Like if somebody. If somebody, um, but you can kind of tell when somebody's doing something out of their realm, like something out of the ordinary. Like, always think about Lil Wayne. He made that album uh, Rebirth, and it was like a rock album. It was something that he's not used to doing, and people weren't used to hearing a rapper do a rock album. Right. And then it was out of his out of his realm of ordinary. And then when he when he did it, a lot of people hated it, but it was something that he. He just felt it was different. He felt like it was something that he wanted to do, and he just wanted to right. get out there. And that was his, 
I guess that was his taking a picture of a landscape. Like he just, he, it was something that was just, I don't know. It was something that was, I guess, just, just putting it out there to see, to see what he could take, take a picture of, you know what I mean? Like what, what he could capture. And then his regular rap is like his portraits. Cause you're getting the true him. You're getting every single song he puts out as a real moment of his life. And I don't know. That's that's my <laughs> that's my relation of analogy. But I think that when you're making music, you can definitely tell a difference when somebody is like, "That's really them," or if it's like, because in music, a lot of people they get their songs like top mainstream industry people they get their songs written for them. Not every song, but like produced. Uh, yeah, yeah, a, a yeah. good bit of the songs they can be like they'll be written for them, and all they got to do is like sing it or rap it or perform it. And and the ones that they actually wrote themselves, you can you can tell the difference. Like if you really listen to that specific artist, you can tell the difference. And I don't know, that's that's just my way of relating those two those two subjects. Well I was looking at the um was I'm thinking about it, and this is how you know that I'm putting thought into what I'm about to say. Um <laughs> the the hair. This, this is beautiful <laughs> hair, by the way. If you've never touched this, like you've done yourself a service. Now it's really one of the things I think you were you were coming from the idea of somebody listening to it, right? And mm-hmm. that was a landscape versus a portrait. And in my head, a photographer takes a picture of a landscape and a person. That's still them, their art, mm-hmm. their way of doing stuff. And it's it's all of it. It's whether they choose to edit it or not edit it. That is part of their art. Um the kind of edit they do is part of their art as well. It's part of that expression. So Little Wayne would be the photographer who, let's say his whole life he's done portraits and now he wants to do landscape. And then everybody's like, bro, I subscribe to you to look at pretty women yeah. and now you're showing me a rock. <laughs> yeah. What is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, let's get, let's get back to what we care about. Yeah. So I, I can understand that and I can see that. Branding is a, branding is big. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think it's, um, I think there's it's it's a fair argument. I think it's a fair thing to go after him about, right? And the reason being, like, if you look at my Instagram feed, when it very first started, and I keep it under nine, I always keep it try to keep it under ninety. Oh, okay. So I I'll, I'll delete that. a bunch of old posts. Okay. And it's really one of the things of when I first started it, it was all these different things just as I was taking pictures, and as more time went on, and I realized where I was really getting traction. Um, and more people wanted to really see it, the most, you know, everything else, the people actually calling me to come do something. Everything I post up even, those are just um, either free jobs or discounted jobs. Okay. I'll never put like a full paid one up. I just, I don't feel right doing it. Okay. And it's one of those things to me of, I made it a point to just be women and music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, guys too, right? But it's, it's, it's mostly, I mean... It sounds weird. There's a lot of male models yeah, yeah. that would love to have their photo taken, but it's always an odd conversation hitting a guy up out of nowhere. Yeah. Hey, man, I'd like to take a picture. You know, I, I've it, done it, that. Yeah, yeah. I've done yeah, that before, and it didn't, like, I mean, we never met up. He, he actually said he, like, canceled because he had he had something to do. But right. It's, yeah, it's a little different. It's, it's, it feels weird, and, uh, you know, maybe it's just a mental thing. Who yeah. knows? And it could be. But it is one of those things of, and it's it's terrible because the truth is, 
um, a male model still needs as much, you know, work as a female model. Correct. And even though I know they don't even get the amount of traction or clicks, um, you know, it's still in my head, it's still people, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm happily married guy. Yeah. You know, it's no longer like a 20 year old guy just trying to hit on chicks. Like yeah. it's, it's something I just like doing. So, but it is one of those things of, it's just for me and it's a brandy thing. It's, um, models or, you know, even family portraitures, but you know, they're good looking people mm -hmm. and music, yeah. right. And it's, it's live shows and stuff like that. They get thrown up and that's sort of keeping that branding together. So yeah. anybody who does get on it, they're pretty much going to know that they're going to get a, um, a good looking person in a portrait or they're going to get some kind of live concert. Mm -hmm. They're going to get, they're going to get one of those two things. Um, the edits can change, right? The edits, sort of my how I feel at the moment, yeah, is going to be displayed on the photo itself, and that's what's going to be the variable that will change it up as you go, including subject matter. But the consistency is there, yeah, and it's a brandy thing. So Lil Wayne brands himself as a rapper. He go out there and he's rapping, right? You open up a box of Cheerios and out comes Lucky Charms, you're gonna be a little upset, <laughs> right? So. It's really one of those things, right? He's got everybody subscribed for one thing. They got something else. It's it's understandable that they should get upset, but at the same point, um, you know, my arguments. You know, you you vote with your money. Yeah. You know, if you if you don't like what he put out, you don't buy it. Yeah. You know, and at that point, as an artist, he has to decide is expressing himself more important than the money. Mm. And whenever you get that big, you know. You make a choice, right? Yeah, yeah. That's kind of how that works. I saw that you had that um, that one photo of the chick. She was in the water, like oh, not in the water, but next to the water, and she has like the flame in her hand. Yeah, that was that was really cool. Did, was that like an idea that you had put together, or she had had? Like, and you just like relate that. I mean, uh, do you just like communicate that with her and like, hey, do this and just just. Just listen to me. I got this. <laughs> so that is, um, that's Angel of Azeroth. Um, cool kid. She's really awesome. I like her a lot. We were, we we're talking about doing another shoot before all this madness popped up. So yeah, now yeah. we're just kind of waiting, but, um, she's really awesome. She's a Twitch streamer. So I'm going to bug you about putting her link if you don't mind. Oh yeah, sure. In the bottom of this, um, you want to go check her out. She's pretty awesome. But, um, I actually got, I actually got those photos, uh, published. It's oh really? Cool. It's in a cosplay magazine somewhere. Oh, wow. I'm really, I'm really, I, I do this a lot. Like I put out images and they'll get published, and like I never, I never post them up anywhere. Like I never like, hey, look what happened, guys. So you just put them on Instagram, and then that's it. Yeah, pretty. I'm pretty bad. <laughs> I'm pretty bad. <laughs> well, I guess I guess it's really one of those things of like, I'm, I I am so um, narcissistic, so conceited, so full of myself in general that I've gotten to the point that I like to think in this level of narcissism that I don't even feel the need to tell everybody. I'm like, oh, y'all should just understood that I'm already published, so I don't even worry about it. You know what I mean? It's I know exactly what you... Because, like, with my music, I've been terrible about advertisement. Like, yeah. I, like, I don't think that I have the best music, but, like, I put myself in the realm of, like, the best rappers, and I don't tell people about my music. Like, I just post it, and then just hope that people are word of mouth spreading it and I don't do any kind of ads or anything. I've recently started doing it. I'm like, Oh yeah. Somebody in 
Nevada doesn't know who I am, so I should probably advertise. Give a heads up, so people know about my music. But yeah, I know what you mean. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think I necessarily even. I'm not even worried about that. Yeah, you know, like I know, like even on Instagram feed, I, I keep them like three by three by three, kind yeah. of trying to do three series. I like your setup. That's and there's nice. some. Um, yeah, there, there's some times on that third one. I'm like, oh man, guys, I forgot to put up a third one. So <laughs> here's the third one. No hashtags or nothing. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> on yeah. to the next series. I've already, you know what I mean. I've already mentally moved on. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things of like, I don't know. I guess I don't necessarily. Doctor Phil says you got to love yourself first, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the problem is once you start loving yourself, and nobody else can take that away from you, they don't care. If it, they don't care what anybody thinks. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Um, I'm not really worried about like, you know, um, likes or, you know, followers or anything like that. I'm not worried about advertising or, you know, getting my name out there. I know like, even if you look at my website, there's no pricing up. Mm. I, I, I don't even know if there's a contact up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's really bad. And, it, and it's one of those things of like, it's a, it's a business. Sure. Right. Mm. It's really one of the things. But the funny thing is, it's really the way I really make money is I've gone out and done something for free. Mm-hmm. Someone got it. They liked it. And then they call me up and they're like, hey, can I give you money to come do this? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. You know, and, you know, we work stuff out like that all the time. And I can't, there's never been, again, probably because I don't have a contact me. (laughs) Right. Um, I've never really had a scenario where somebody kind of just cold calls. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that. I like the idea that these people I've already worked with and done stuff with, you know, want to hit me up for something else. And they want me to do more and they want me to do these other things. And it's really cool. I've got to do some pretty cool stuff. But... It is one of those things of, I don't necessarily, I get that I need to, I get that I want to grow it. I have to do that. But at the same point, I got like three small kids, right? Um, Like seven and under. Mm -hmm. Um, I got a full-time job. I love the photos. I love doing this. I absolutely do. Um, You know, I always give everybody a very friendly rate for the fact that in my head, I would rather them take, I'd rather them have more pictures, right? Than, you know, have them pay the market rate. Because again, like, you know, I'll, like if I was doing this full time, there's no way, mm. right? From what I tra- there's no way. There's absolutely no way you could sustain on that. That's the reason photographers charge so much. Yeah. Right? So the average photographer who goes out there and works, they're charging so much because work is slim. Yeah. So they need enough to get by. Correct. Yeah. Now, if you are one of the photographers who are busy, which because those do exist, they love the fact that everybody's charging so much because they can charge that much mm-hmm. because it's the market rate. And then they can constantly work and constantly do it. And they make a lot of money that way. Yeah, um, that's a small fraction. Most people are you know, probably making like, what, 20, 30,000 a year doing it. Yeah. And that's full time, nonstop grinding, advertising, doing everything they can. Which is sad. Yeah. And it's just it's a labor of love. Yeah. Right. And, um, it's just, it's just one of those things for me where, you know, I'm like, Hey, I'm just, I'm happy to go. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm good. My bills are paid. Everything's covered. All this is fun. All it got to do is fund itself, Mm -hmm. you know? So I got to get new toys and I got to get new stuff. And if something cancels, that's fine. It cancels. And you know, it's not the end of the world for me, which is why I'm not really compelled myself to really advertise or throw myself out there and say, Hey, look at my photos. And everybody like me and praise me. I just, I just like taking photos and, you know, people are like, hey, I like it. And I'm like, I can't stand it. <laughs> I do not. Man, look at this. And, like, and I'm parking everything. I'm, like, zooming into 600%. I'm like, you see this one pixel here? <laughs> you see this? I, I cannot stop staring at that, dude. It is. I swear. It could be, like, a little icon on the desktop. I'm like, no, let me blow this up for you. Let me, yeah. let me show you exactly what this is. It's driving me insane. Like, that's that's the level of ridiculous that it is. But Yeah. Yeah. So, 
same boat as you, man. I'm bad at advertising. <laughs> you know, like the, I get the concepts behind it, right? I get the whole idea. If you need to, yeah. you need to build stuff. You need to hit it there. Um, branding is everything, right? Putting stuff up, like you know, I'm a smart man. You know, I got a little press pause thing. I got a little thing we're sitting right here. This is press pause on a little website right there, yeah. Instagram. Whole time, so everybody's looking at it, right? No. Do you have stickers? No. So Luis, I got Luis. I saw you had pictures of Anna and Elizabeth. She, I, I yeah. had her on the podcast. I got some of her too. Yeah, Luis and um, Lucky Seven Brass Band. They they both came by and like gave me. Actually, I got this sticker from their concert. I went to one of their concerts and um, got his sticker. But um, Luis brought that sticker with her, and I was like, "It's a good brand." Stickers, huh? <laughs> I had no idea that was a big thing. And then I found out that a lot of people use stickers, and they like they just tag, like they pretty much just throw stickers up everywhere, like around their city, so like people can always see it. And they're like, "Ah, oh, what is a sticker?" And then you go somewhere, it's like, "Ah, the sticker again." So it's just you know, it's a it's a brand. It has a it has a bigger effect than that. There's a um, there's a was it guy named Derek Brown? He's a mentalist. He has a pretty cool um, segment on one of his shows. Now, you can argue it's stage driver, but it's based on real science. Mm-hmm. He hired these advertising guys to come do stuff for him. And he took them along a very specific route from their hotel to where they're going to meet him and talk about it to where they had to create his advertisement. Okay. Along the way, in New York, they had like... A bear holding balloons and all this other weird, all these kind of weird things that as they're driving by, they're not really looking at because it's just New York. But subconsciously, they're seeing it and it's repeated. All these things are kind of repeated different ways of different fashions all the way up there, all along this route. So whenever they're supposed to do an advertisement pitch, they draw something up. The mentalist draws up his and then they match compare and somehow they've come up with this nearly the same thing. But the thing is, they're just getting hit with all these images. Yeah. Right? And they didn't realize, but subliminally, they're just getting hit. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's smart. You put that everywhere and anything. And even if you don't necessarily even realize that you're seeing it, you get a sense of familiarity with it. Yeah. So this way, whenever you are confronted with it, you're like, man, I feel like I've noticed. Yeah, yeah. Where do I know? Yeah. yeah. You know, because it's, 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 it's embedded psychologically in your head yeah and that's the reason why advertisements everywhere even like who pays for a billboard anymore like i don't, I don't look at a billboard right but at the yeah. end of the day the truth is you do yeah whether you like it or not you you literally look at it it gets locked away mm-hmm. and all it takes is some kind of trigger to bring it back yeah like there's um i saw a coronavirus billboard it's um close to the ikea here in cordova and then um there's i know the I think the Red Hook, that restaurant, yeah, it's got a billboard. Um, who else has a billboard? The two strip clubs here, uh, Gold Club and Purple Diamond. I think they both have billboards, but like those are like the constant ones. And I'm like, what do y'all? Oh, McDonald's has one. And I, to me, I, it blows my mind that McDonald's even has advertisement. Like, what are you advertising? Everybody knows who you are. That's out. <laughs> but, but, I mean, I guess they still think it's necessary, which I think is crazy. Like, they probably spend at least $100 million on advertisement a year, at least. Right. And for them to be as big as they are, that's that's still crazy to me. Every time you say that M, though. Yeah. <laughs> 
You, you know, know exactly what, I mean? what it is. Uh, someone just draws it, even if there's just like an M with that big loop. Yeah. Anybody draws it, even spelling their name, at first you're like, is that McDonald? Oh, no, it just says Mike. I mean, yeah. All right. Yeah. No, but, but I mean, yeah. You already know what you. it is. I mean, that, no, that's a real thing. That's like, a, there's a huge science behind it, man. Yeah. Like, you just want to hit somebody so hard. That's the reason, um, like, even even your hat. Yeah. Right? It has image on it. Just, it's hitting you with it. Just yeah. boom, 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 nonstop. And you kind of, you, one, um, brand recognition is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Just being able to know your brand, see your brand, making a image that is simple, quick to understand. It doesn't take a lot of mental process. So this way it really sticks in your hold. The M, the golden arches, right? You know, the ideas and stuff like this. You see... Um, who was it who went through the big change? I forgot who it was. There's somebody who had this really complicated one, and they got, I think it was Burger King, mm. right? And then they went through like three or four changes to what it is now, where it's real simple, like that BK, like that boom, right? Do you remember so, the IHOP one? Yeah. When they, they were trying to make it IHOP, was it IHOB? No, it was the, 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 burger, the burger stunt. I, I was like, what are y'all doing? And then they changed it back and were like, oh, we were just joking. And I was like were you <laughs> really like were you joking but that was weird like i hop just stick to what you're good at is right. pancakes yeah I, I thought that was that's, that's a little way all over again to me. <laughs> right you go for pancakes serve your burger yeah it's ridiculous flip the table man just <laughs> have you ever had one of the burgers it's not good is it really? That's no, not good. I've, I've never had one i like i'm pretty sure every time i've been to i hop i either get an omelet or a pancake and it's I'm not a pancake, but <laughs> multiple pancakes. But they're I mean, that's that's what they're good at. And for me, that's like when was it McDonald's had like spaghetti, and then they had uh, what is McDonald's that? had all kinds of stuff. They've had some crazy. I they think they've aggressive. had tacos at a point. Would surprise me. They, they've had all sorts of. Look, stuff. if you keep buying it, I promise you they're going to sell it. it. Taco Bell has. Um, do they still serve those French fries? I don't think they serve the fries anymore. I think they stopped. Oh my god! I was That's like, what do y'all do? It's it's crazy what companies do to just like I guess change up you know how they're making money you know how they're how they're I guess they're not changing their brand right but they're trying to expand their brand though. Well, I guess it's uh it's one of those things of. So I worked for a company and it sold a certain product and they said, look, this is the market share. The market share has not changed in X long. We can keep doing this or we can get into this other business and hopefully start gaining market share there. Mm -hmm. So we're still going to focus on what we're doing, but the main focus was no longer just trying to be more aggressive in that market space because it had solidified and that happens, right? I mean, let's be fair, like nobody's toppling McDonald's. Like the yeah. biggest game changer has been Chick-fil-A and it's not even technically a burger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, that's that's just kind of mess, that's kind of, you know, alter the uh, the fast food chain a little bit. Yeah. But at the same point, McDonald's still holding tough. They still have their market share. They're, you know, they've taken all kinds of flack over the years and they're still, you know, tough about it. Yeah. Now, in order to diversify though, and that's the thing, sort of change that, that portfolio, they got burgers. We got burgers all day, baby. You need burgers. That's us. But, yeah. you know, they're like, well, we got to do something else, though. Yeah. If we want to make profit, we want to get bigger, right? We want to crush the competition. It's like Arnold, right? You know, see them all <laughs> laid out before you, lamentation of the other companies, right? Um, one of those things, they, I guess they have to diversify. So you have to you have to bring in the tacos, right? You got yeah. to start serving that salad. They brought in coffee. Thing is oh, killing, yeah. yeah. Right? It just—they were just like, "Look, man, you want a cup of coffee? It's like a gas station. You get one, and that is it. You want sugar? No sugar. Yeah. And all of a sudden, now they got you know all those uh, mochas uh-huh. and 
Fra- uh, what are they doing? Like frappuccinos. Yeah, they've got right? those. They, they yeah. got all they got all that stuff there, and that hasn't gone anywhere. Yeah. Everyone's like, this ain't gonna last. And then they throw a Mac in front of everything, like Mac oh, yeah. Frappe or whatever they well, call them. Like <laughs> again, it's a sticker. Yeah, it's a sticker. You got to put right on the name. That's incredible. Yeah, uh, whoever is in who's doing their marketing is doing a good job. Um, it's I don't know. It's whatever whatever people are going to buy is just. They're narrowed in on. It. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're definitely narrowed in on. Have you seen the? Um, oh man, that's gonna bother me if I forget this. What is it called? Uh, McDonald's. You know the McNopoly the Monopoly game. Yeah. So there's a documentary on Netflix called. Is either Netflix or it's HBO. This is the one where they rigged it? Yeah. Yeah, but... You remember the name of it? That's everywhere, that's everywhere man. I don't... I mean, <laughs> everything's rigged, bud. Oh, man. So, did, did you... Have you, like, heard about it? You, oh, yeah. The whole story? That was incredible. So, if you haven't heard the whole story, for everybody listening... Um, so, there's a documentary on it... About, <laughs> I got you. About um, the whole Monopoly story and how it was the... It was rigged... Because there was a guy that worked for a company. Monopoly hired, I think, two different companies. One company made the pieces, and another company was supposed to, like, set up the game or something. I forgot what it was. But basically, a guy was going to the bathroom and taking the pieces, and, like, he had to open up an envelope to exchange the pieces out and then he was putting other pieces in there to make sure the count was the same and then he was selling the winning tickets he was selling them to people for like i think it depended on what it was so like you know you could win a million dollars or you could win like five hundred thousand or stuff like that he was selling those tickets to people and that i was like oh my god (laughs) but yeah the monopoly the Monopoly thing, that was, that was pretty creative. Whoever's idea that was, like, hey, let's take a regular child's game and get people to come in, and they're literally just buying our food, but they have a chance to win stuff. Wow, who and, doesn't love to gamble? Yeah, exactly. And gambling with just buying food? Like, yeah, like hey. That's a perfect mixture. Look, you got, you got fast food and gambling. <laughs> if McDonald's sold beer, dude, I would never leave. No, I yeah. Just, <laughs> Why would you go anywhere? Yeah, Come on, exactly. man. You have it all in one. Exactly. There we go. There we go. Cheers. Here you go. Every order of uh, large fries. <laughs> one shot. By the way, um, I don't think we actually mentioned because Cinco de Mayo is coming up. That's why. You have That's one. right. <laughs> and, every, so, and on post, right? Every time you take a shot, the box playing, right? <laughs> so I... Um, are you like a big celebrator? Do you do just like a family thing or? Oh, this is where we get all sad. All right, here we go. No, <laughs> no that's cool. So wherever you want to go with it. My um, again, because I was a party kid. Yeah. I didn't really care too much for like uh, Christmas or Thanksgiving. There's always obligations, mm-hmm. right? You're always end up someplace you don't want to be a little longer than you want to. Because, you know, all kinds of stuff. Like family, you know, there's a fight maybe, there's an area, I don't know, right? Don't get me wrong. Sometimes they're great and they're awesome. At the same point, you're just like, I'm ready to go home. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I get it. It's been fun. I got to go. And, you know, other ones are kind of uneventful and stuff, and it's just not very fun. And there's all the things you got to do, like, New Year's Eve. Yeah, it's cool. It's a big party. 
But like that's the point. It has to be a party every time, you mm-hmm. know. And it, it's gonna be at midnight. You better be there at midnight, son. <laughs> right? Don't mess around. Like this is you gotta be in a spot. And it, you know, again, it's too much. And I, I guess the reason I really um, I always like Cinco de Mayo, and I, Cinco de Mayo was like my favorite holiday. Was there's no expectations, mm-hmm. right? Fourth of July, man, you gotta be super patriotic, bud. Yeah, yeah. man, you you low down on some flags, right? You gotta have the fireworks, right? Barbecue going, just madness, right? Yeah, you know, live it up, sing it a mile. Like you just go out and get Mexican food and tequila, like it, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> That's the expectation. It, like, the expectation, it's a free party. Yeah, yeah. Right? Nobody really cares. No one's really worried about it. There's there's no Super Bowl on for you to pay attention to. No, it's. Nothing's going on. Yeah. Nothing's important right now. It's near the end of like there's some kind of school or you know some kind of uh, college something going on. It's near the end of it anyways. Who cares? Have a blast, right? Mm-hmm. The whole thing is just a a raging living party. And then um, so for me it was always one of those things of like oh, I, I loved it, man, because you know being a brown man, everybody's just like you know all crazy and excited during the day, and everybody got sombreros on, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't even wear them, but I'm about today. Yeah. <laughs> I look good at it anyways. Let's start it up. Yeah, man. It's just, it's a blast. But I remember actually um, my father died mm. and I buried him on Cinco de Mayo. Oh, wow. And I'm really? sitting there going like, man, that really puts a damper on the day. Yeah. So it was the first Cinco de Mayo since, you know, all the craziness and fun and all this stuff. And this, you know, happened in my 20s, whenever that happened. So kind of put a damper on the whole holiday. Mm-hmm. And then um, as we go into the next year. You know, I didn't even go out. Mm-hmm. It was the first. It was the first Cinco de Mayo uh, since all the fun and all the craziness and all the stuff that I was like, you know what? Yeah, we're gonna skip it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just we're just not gonna go out and everything like that. And uh, I sat out on my uh, little tiny apartment patio, you know, and just had a beer. And uh, he a didn't. Corona? Yeah, it was a Corona <laughs> of all things to help them out. And um, I had one for him, even though he didn't drink. Mm-hmm. So I have one for him out there. Yeah. You know, just like we spend time with the air. Yeah. But, um, and not like we had a very great relationship anyways, mm-hmm. you know, so there was that. Yeah. But I don't know it's still interesting. It's still fun. And I guess the next year following that, you know, it, you know, it kind of picks back up, but I guess there's still sort of that soreness in it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's still, it's still, especially now I've gotten older, um, and there's a lot of times in life that I think about the guy where I didn't understand him because I was so young. And now there's a lot of questions I feel I would love to ask him, but I can't because he's not there. Yeah. Right? And I, and I still have my stepfather who did a lot of the raising. So, you know, not take anything away from him. But it is one of those things of there's a lot to be said about genetics. Mm-hmm. And I remember this one time, golly, I had to be four or five i am running through this guy's house just a holy terror it is early in the morning sun slowly peeking up and just me my older brother and um his girlfriend's two kids Mm -hmm. are just streaking through this little apartment screaming and yelling just (laughs) jumping on things like oh man i'm just like i'm a terrible kid dude it's just bad i'm just going and I'm trying to get away, and I run smack dead into a glass window, like the little sliding doors. Oh, just snap. like, bam! And it just like rings my head, and I drop backwards, and I fall down, and thankfully I didn't go through it, right? And I'm just like, oh, all days and everything, and I stand up. Dude didn't even move. My dad's just sitting there eating a bowl of cereal at a fold-up <laughs> card table. 
just like, <laughs> dude, it just zoned. I'm like, dude, I just slammed into this thing, man. You're like, you're not even concerned. Like, you're not even oh, looking. Man. He's not. He's 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 a million years away. You know, he's nowhere. He's not there. That's His body's there. Guys eating cereal. And I'm just like, well, whatever. I'm not in trouble. Yeah, yeah. And I carry on. And as I got older, I was sitting down, and I remember I was having a cup of coffee at my table. And uh, this is back when I only had like like one kid. Mm-hmm. And I'm just I'm thinking about everything, and I like my head's in a certain spot, you know. And I'm just thinking, and you know, I do a lot, I do too much thinking, I guess. But I'm just going and going and going, and I'm just like, I understand, I get it, I get where this man was, I get, I get in his head what was going on. Like the guy was understanding every, you know what I mean? He was self-reflecting, he was he was reflecting on what was going on. And I assume, I don't know, can't ask the guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's really one of those things of like. I would love to have that conversation with him. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, where, where, how did you go from there? Like, what was that stepping stone? Now, obviously, I sorted that out myself, mm-hmm. right? I got through I got through that part without him being there, but it was sort of that looking back to that moment, understanding that moment, right? Yeah. And getting like, I get it. You know what I mean? I get it, man. I promise you, I get it. You know, and it, it clicked, you know, and it, and it helped me get through that, right? Because yeah. it let me know that... You know that there's, you know, you're not the only one who ever feels anything ever, mm-hmm. but that means a lot when somebody that close had, and even though he didn't have a chance to say anything or offer me again kind of advice, I already knew just from, you know, our life together where it went. Yeah. And I could just, you know, go from there. Now, we went different courses, thank God, but, <laughs> but you know, it's one of those things. I knew he was there. I knew that mindset. I knew that mentality, and it was pretty awesome, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I would just would have loved to have a conversation. And there's a million other times. And, like, I think now... That I'm at the point where, you know, uh, we had our falling out and everything like that. Yeah. So there's not a lot to relate to mm-hmm. from here to the point of his death. Um, it's so interesting to look back and reflect on, and I'm ready for my children to rebel against me. <laughs> you know? It's, yeah. It's about that time. Well, he, put, he put down rebellions pretty fast, so yeah. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty excited about getting a boy in a chokehold. <laughs> not today, son. One day you'll overtake me. Not today. Do you have all boys or... Girls or what's uh, I got a um, I got a girl, a boy, and a girl, and um, the the oldest is just the the girliest girl. Yeah, like she she just she has to be queen bee. Ah, uh, um, she is she is all about it. Um, the boy I, I call him Oedipus. Oedipus. He definitely wants to take me out. Ah, uh. <laughs> like it is in his eyes. And I t- I tell him every day like. You can take out daddy one day. He's like, yeah, I'm like, I'm ready for it, son. Watch. Come on, boy. Come on. Make me proud. You know, it's oh, not going to be an easy feat, man. You better start working. So who's the oldest? Uh, the girl. The girl's the oldest? She's the oldest. Oh, okay. You know, so poor guy, poor guy. He gets, he gets a lot, he gets a lot of, he gets a lot yeah. out of it. Like he gets hurt. He starts crying. I'm like, sorry, dude. <laughs> she is, uh, she's like a year and a half older than you. And <laughs> you're going to have to be defending her, bud. So you don't have time to cry. You got to yep. start training now, man. Yep. You know. I've got, I've got two older sisters, so yeah. There you go. Yeah, they're my oldest is she's four years older than me, and then the uh, the next oldest is two years older than me. So yeah. So you really had to work out. Yeah. <laughs> you really like four years in puberty is a long way, bro. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was 
Yeah, it's a little different having older sisters than compared to like you know you being the the oldest having to protect the little sisters and right. try to stop your friends from hitting on your sister and stuff like that. I had the older sisters. So, so, so you're out there hitting on their friends. Yeah, exactly. Right? Hey, what's up, exactly. <laughs> it's like, hey, when's what's her name coming back over? It's there like, you go, yeah. bud. <laughs> it's perfect, right? It's like, oh, you don't, you're not hanging out with her anymore? You go, go to the middle sister, right? And be like, you should be friends with blah, blah, blah now. Exactly. Bring her on over. Yeah. <laughs> Works out great. So did you, um, did you ever, I don't know, have like a moment when you were in school and you just felt like I don't want to do this anymore like you were talking about having um, just not the best time with school and whatnot. Right. but you, did you ever just like I don't want to do this anymore well this is, this is I don't know man again it goes back to my father he's a pretty aggressive guy um, so my mom and dad split I guess when I was conceived, mm-hmm. I don't know, right? Sort of like a, you know, have a good day, <laughs> right? Kind of situation. And um, so still in my life, mm-hmm. right? Um, he was very focused on his work as opposed to um, a very, very entrepreneurial spirit. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, never really grabbed traction. More more obsessed with starting a business than running a business, if that makes uh, sense. Yeah, yeah. So started a lot of businesses, never really followed them through, which led to a life of a little bit of trouble right and so he, he dips out on that and my mom was very very much a you know you're gonna be a good boy yeah you're gonna be a good boy <laughs> so very much teacher's pet um very very studious like i'm in it to win it you know yeah. i'm gonna have the best grades no one's gonna finish your test first and all mine are gonna be right kind of Kind of go get a mentality, right? Yeah. And go make mama proud. <laughs> you don't upset mama. And um, go home and upset mom. No, God no. No, she'll come to the school and get you. <laughs> yeah. So I know exactly what you mean. And um, so my older brother got cancer, mm. got leukemia, and uh, he, he won that. And so that brought my dad back into our lives more. Now we had, in all fairness to him, he, we had moved states mm-hmm. and it's kind of hard to ask a guy to drop everything you're doing. Yeah. And granted your kids and you can make the argument you should do that. Yeah. But you know, everybody can make their own judgment at that time. Right. And, uh, he came up, dropped everything. Like this had to, first time he got traction too. <laughs> first time he got traction, drops it all, comes up and, um, like works at FedEx and delivering pizzas. Oh, okay. right. Like he didn't. He didn't, like funny. Oddly enough, show how much stuff's in the blood. Never wanted to work for anybody else. Like he had a really awesome job, getting paid crazy money working on the railroads mm. when he was younger. And he's like, you know, these hands aren't made for this. And he yeah. quit. And that's when he wanted to make his own business. And um, here's a guy delivering pizzas and working at FedEx, unloading planes. Oh wow! To come, you know, come see. Uh, pretty sure see his son that he thought was dying. Yeah, yeah. Probably should have. You know, he was on some experimental stuff. Yeah. So, um, got through it. Everything was fine. And, uh, but the guy shows up out of nowhere and I ain't seen him in years. Mm. Hey, I'm here to be your dad. I'm like, that's funny. I don't know who you are anymore. Like, we got to reconnect, bud. And no, we never saw eye to eye. He's just like, all right, son. Well, you seem to be a talking uh, parrot to me. (laughs) You have no individual thought. And I'm like, bro, I'm like 12. What do you want out of me? (laughs) What is individual thought at a 12 year old? Yeah, yeah. And the guy was all about critical thinking, dude. And it was one of those hardcore, like, 
here's every book on philosophy, psychology, sociology that I can think of, right? All the main mm-hmm. staples. Here's some, you know, go read Sun Tzu's Art of War. Go read Machiavelli's Art of War. And it's yeah. like, who? And it's, <laughs> right? And there's these books that are so far over my head at that age that I didn't understand, but were literally just being beat into me by this guy. Just like, boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. And I, had, I kept getting quizzed and torn down. And, like, he literally got this guy who's all about going to school, getting straight A's, didn't really think of the world outside of himself, right? I was just mm-hmm. going to school, doing what I'm supposed to do, just being a good boy, right? Whole life is like, I go to school and I make good grades. Yeah, yeah. And this guy's like, son, there's a world. And he's giving me these like college level courses at 12. I wasn't ready for that. Yeah, yeah. And nobody's, you know, grown men are sometimes aren't ready for this, right? True. And he's just hitting me with all these philosophical questions and all these concepts. And I, he started like attacking my mom, right? Saying like, oh, you know, you know, this lady and all this other stuff. And I started trying to defend her, but I couldn't win an argument. Because I didn't know how to debate. Yeah, yeah. So I had to start reading books on debate. I had to start doing all this stuff, doing all that stuff. And it, it, it turned me into a monster like he was. Because in order to, you know, to defeat him, I had to become one myself, right? Mm. Got huge into studying, huge into breaking all this stuff down and, you know, all these other things, learning his tells, right? So in the middle of conversation, when I saw him kind of staggered for me and I knew, don't let up, right? Get to engage, get back in there, get more aggressive. Yeah. And I'm just a 12-year-old kid debating a grown man about, you know, psychology and philosophy that I know very little concepts about and only what he's telling me. And I'm, this is like the start of the internet, mm-hmm. the very start of the internet where information is just new, getting put out there and I'm consuming everything I can. I'm just, you know, my brother's getting leukemia treatments. Me and my brother are locked inside an apartment. My younger brother are locked inside an apartment for hours and hours by ourselves. Right, you know, we're, we're out there in Mallard Pond. They're out there like, if you were brown, they knocked on your door and shot a shotgun through it. Jesus, I'm serious, because they knew you had cash on you. Didn't have no bank. Yeah, dang. Right, so we're over there and like, oh, there's another ambulance, boys. Well, <laughs> head in the computer, <laughs> keep fingers crossed. But you know, you know that was uh, that was my dad's apartment. That's you know that's what he could yeah. afford. That's where he was. And you know, my um, mom said that we're out working or with my brother, and that's just where we had to be. Right. And if we weren't there, we're in St. Jude, but they got tired of taking the St. Jude because, you know, you play with the kid and then next week he's not there. Yeah. You know, tends to upset some kids. So I spent a lot of time online, dude, just consuming information and consuming information so I can combat the guy. Yeah. And it turned into one of these really big um, debates and arguments about all these topics. So you go to school where you're literally. He's, he's gearing you up to be very anti-establishment in the sense of like authority shouldn't just be given. It should be earned. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, just because someone is a judge, you don't have to call him your honor. Yeah. Right. He's just a man like you. Everybody's just a man. Um, respect is earned. Right. And all these other stuff like that. Um, very, very huge on rules and not just rules like you should follow them. But if there's wiggle room, oh, you're going to exploit those, mm. right? Which is why nobody played Monopoly to this day, right? It's <laughs> it gets, Monopoly will get cutthroat with me. It gets really bad. <laughs> but that's just how life was for me, right? You know. Yeah. So you get this little kid who's studying up on all these topics, and then you're going to throw him in high school where everybody is insecure, concerned about themselves, and worried. Yeah. Oh, man. I was a horrible person. <laughs> I was, well, it was one of those things. Like it was like um, I just wanted to sleep, mm. my own business, and there's a cute girl I talked to her. That's just yeah. how things worked. And every now and then, man, like somebody would come knocking on my door, and I would be none too appreciative. So like you know, like let's say I'm sitting here minding my own business, and um, someone's like, "Oh hey, um, 
because you know kids are dumb kids say dumb things right they're like hey we just need to get this whole group of people and do something bad to them because we don't like them yeah and i'm like that's great what group of people you're part of well i say let's do it to them and they're like oh i'm horribly offended and everybody's offended oh it's bad when they say they do it so let's have a talk about this and i'm Unfortunately, I'm now skilled in this stuff, and they just started, and yeah. I'm just talking these guys in logical circles, making them feel bad. I'm making everything they say look back on them. Yeah. They got eightfold, right? And they don't <laughs> want to get a fist fight with me, right? Because, well, unfortunately, my brother's going around just beating everybody up at that time at the school. So they're, even if they thought they could win against me, they weren't going to win against that. <laughs> so it was just they are just in a bad situation all around. They're like, well, I can't get a fight with this guy, and I can't have a conversation with this guy. He just beat me down. And yeah. So it got to the point near, like, the last two years, nobody... Nobody dared poke the bear. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nobody poked the bear. Nice. Even though my brother was out of the out of the uh, school by then. Yeah. Like I just kind of hung out and slept, and you know, basically took my time hanging out with buddies. And I was a bully of bullies. Like if I found out somebody was bullying somebody, yeah, like yeah. I hunted them down. Yeah. And I was like, you know, looking back on it, I was like. No, I was a bully myself. <laughs> I was just smart enough to know who to go after so nobody would judge me. Yeah. Right? No, that's not cool. <laughs> like, that's not cool what I did to some of these people. But, yeah. like, of course, everybody's cheering you on, right? They're all like, ah, you're beating up the bully. You're mad at the bully. You made him cry. And I'm like, you know, you should never make anybody cry. <laughs> that's, you know, now that I'm older and I can reflect on this, somebody should have really had me sat down and talk. We <laughs> a counselor should have found me. You know, we, we, yeah. there should have been a conversation. But instead, like, literally, like, everyone's just cheering me on, encouraging me, teachers stuff like oh, i don't approve but good job and i'm like no 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 you should not say that <laughs> bad that was that was not healthy for me because of course it just makes the complex grow but yeah. unfortunately when you think you're doing everything right yeah whenever the teacher tells you you're wrong and you're like well funny thing about the mesopotamian era and you start <laughs> dropping all this stuff that your dad made you read yeah. and you're bringing up books and you're citing certain people and you actually bring in the book and show them that they're wrong yesterday just to make that fact yeah you spend a lot of time in the hallway yeah and that's what i did yeah. I spent a lot of time in the hallway. Mm. Man, I spent a lot of time in the hallway. <laughs> it was pretty cool, though, man, because here's the thing. Um, once people figured I was out there, right, the girls would take lunch breaks, mm -hmm. or bathroom breaks, rather, and I'd write them all notes. So I'd have these, like, little notes, and each one of them had oh, a certain characteristic. So I'd hit them with notes as they're going back and forth, dude. I was like a little printing press. Oh, my God. No, I was, I was bad, dude. I was scheming. I was, I was only focused on one thing. Like, I learned how to write upside down, so I could turn around to the girls behind me and talk to them right only reason I looked at Ruby's Cube so I can just show up at a party hey look what I can do oh my god you had this sound to a science uh, yeah when you have nothing better to do that's crazy when you have nothing better to do and that's that's why that's why school's not a good thing for me <laughs> you, you can't put me in a structured environment I cause too much problem which is why it's not a good thing for me to be in a cubicle mm. right it has to be true, chaotic true. it has to be crazy it has to have a lot going on so yeah you know idle hands yeah yeah idle hands yeah so, um, sorry, I actually had this question a long time ago. <laughs> my bad, dude, my but bad. No, no, it's fine. The, um, the press pause. You're right. Where, where did that come from? Okay. Um, I get, there's, we're thinking about the branding that we were talking about earlier. Right. So. It's the... What is a... Uh, what is it? What is it? The Shrek thing. Uh, an ogre is like an onion. Yeah, the layers. It has layers. Yeah, yeah. Right? And... There's, there's one thing I love. I love stuff that builds on stuff. I love stuff that is more than just what it is, right? Yeah. And so... Like double entendres. All kinds of fun things, you know? Yeah. Puns. Yeah. Hey, puns, actually. Puns are so funny. <laughs> Most puns are corny. I can't stand it. But really, really clever puns are awesome. But um, corny puns. Ugh. You know, you say that, but you still laugh, right? I mean, yeah. they're still funny. <laughs> um, it's one of those things where... 
with press pause, I, I like the, I like the name of it because I was I was talking to my wife and we we're talking about um, making a name for the business because mm-hmm. gotta have that tax write off, right? <laughs> you gotta have a reason to spend the money, otherwise, wife's gonna get you. <laughs> and um, it's like I was gonna take a picture of this model by. She's like, for what reason I have a business, <laughs> right? But um, anyways, we're, we're talking about a um, the name of it, and I was like, I like as we're going through all these scenarios and all these concepts uh, of different things, and it's a lot of playing and joking, um, I really got fixated on um, pausing, mm-hmm. right? Because the truth is, like I was talking before, you're taking a thousand photos of someone, it's a thousand moments. Mm-hmm. There are moments in time. Yeah. And especially with my photography teacher who was very big on, you know, like photojournalism and raw moments like, you know, she liked portraiture. She hated you posing. She hated posing, mm. but she hated posing. She was like, if you need to smack somebody with something, you smack them, snap the pic. Mm. Like she was, she was dead serious about it too. She was very big about in the moment. It's right? one of that natural. Yeah. Okay. And, um, and I appreciated that. Right. And, and that's the reason like, even when I'm talking about the, um, and you see that come out when I was talking about the music Yeah. yeah. where, I'm waiting for that, not that moment they like, not that moment they want you to see. Mm-hmm. I want that real moment. I want that I want that moment where they think no one's gone. Even even when you're a crowd full of people, when you're in the zone and you're feeling it, you will have moments of self-reflection. You'll yeah. stop for half a second and be like, did I do that right? Mm-hmm. Did I sing this right? Did I, you know what I mean? Did I hit that right note? Yeah. You know, you're going to be like, man, is this, this is my life, you know? Mm-hmm. Or they're just, just putting their heart into it and just everything's there. And even though there can be a room full of people or a huge crowd or whatever, that's gone. It's just them there. That mic ain't there. Just them. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're just raw motion coming out. So those are the things I look for. Those are those, are those moments um, where you could argue they didn't even realize where they were. Mm-hmm. Right? As opposed to just portraiture. So to me, if this was a recording, you would just press pause on it. Yeah. Right? You're going through life and you're freezing that moment in time. Mm-hmm. And you're just you're capturing it. You're, you're you're solidifying that, and you're able to thanks to technology, because you think back to you know several hundred years ago, mankind's been around for a minute, right? You didn't yeah. have that, man. That was yeah. gone. You know, you can it's make an old painting, but it's all posed. It's you know, it's not a thing. That's that's the one cool thing about um, photography and videography, is that it can rewind time mm-hmm. and give you that that real moment there, that that sense, right? Yeah. And so you have press pause in the sense of that recording of life, that ongoing movie, right? I think there's, a, there's an episode of Boondocks. Um, yeah, did you ever see that cartoon oh, yeah. Boondocks? Yeah. Where Riley's sitting there in front of a gangster, a full real life gangster, and he's threatening to kill him. Mm-hmm. He's just like this little kid selling candy, but these, these guys are threatening to kill him. And he's like, I told myself this wasn't a movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? But then I said, what if it is? And then you just like let the guy have it, you know? <laughs> just 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 straight went off all the dude. And I'm just like, man, like I love that I love that idea because when you really think about it. You can't press pause. <laughs> yeah, right. There's nothing, you can't rewind or nothing, right? That's yeah. it. Life goes through. It's just it's like a really cool movie that you're you're always on a trail because there's a lot of times where emotion takes you over. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you do stuff that you don't even you're like, oh, why do I do that, right? I can't control that, right? Yeah. Even the most stoic person still does stuff they regret. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, your life is sort of on rails at times. Yeah. And it'd be nice to be able to and just reflect on that moment. And 
That's why I picked that. On top of that, uh, and I tell my wife, when it comes to being, and here's a, here's a pun part, right? A little Bill Montage there. I want whenever someone's going through your feed mm-hmm. and you see the photo, I want you to press pause. I want you to pause and be like, hey, that's a good photo. And take it in for a moment before you carry on with everything else. So it's, uh, it's one speaking to the art part of it. And then the other side is speaking to what hopefully is a quality that comes across. I hope I put out decent enough quality. Yeah. I, hope, I hope that whenever it's out there, it's something that you want to spend your time looking at. Because, again, you only live so long. You can only see so many things. You can only do so much. Right? Yeah. You know, you can read every book known to man. You can re- try to read every book known to man. It'll never happen. You can try to watch everything that's ever been done. You'll, it'll never happen. You'll never hear every sound. We just can't. You know what I mean? So you're limited in your experiences as a human being. So hopefully, as you're flipping through that, you know, that thing, and because I ain't got no half-naked women, you do stop on this at least and be appreciate what it is before yeah. you carry on about your day. For sure. Maybe that's what I should do. <laughs> right? Just go... That's a good route. <laughs> well, sex sells for yeah, sure. It is, but <laughs> there it is. As I said, those like what four four billboards I remember, and two of them are strip clubs. There so, it is. I mean, it's well, you just you just you just gave away your route now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes someone tries by the billboards, know that man's around here somewhere. Yeah, right. He's lurking. <laughs> but I mean, even with um, I, I guess just like most most advertising, like they use oh. Recently, uh, me and Rachel were talking about the. Have you ever seen those manscaped ads on Facebook? Yeah. Uh, they've got a what's her name, Sarah Underwood, and she. So she did. Do you remember Attack of the Show? Yep. So she was on Attack of the Show. She was a host on there, and I don't know what else she's done, but she's not the Who most. Cares? Yeah, she's not the most <laughs> interesting person. But she's she's a good looker, mm-hmm. and that's why Manscaped picked her. And she's wearing like this string tank top, and like her boobs are hanging out, and they're they know that that's what men are going to pay attention to. And she's like chopping wood and stuff like that. But I mean, she's doing like just stuff that's going to show her tits. But that's that's pretty much the whole purpose is they know you're going to stop and look at it, and that's that's what sells. That's what people are going to press pause on is just basically they're going to notice hey this is an attractive person let me stop and look at this so I mean that's if, if you know what works keep doing it don't hey. stop <laughs> don't so stop I'm, I'm going to throw something at you here and I'm going to pour this so you can have a moment to reflect <laughs> as you kick it back right now I think this is the unfortunate part and I see, I see this a lot in models mm-hmm. somebody is an attractive looking person they look great and then what's the first thing someone says to them that they look great. <laughs> oh, you look, you look great. You should be a model. Yeah, yeah. Right? And don't get me wrong. I think it's definitely something you should look into, right? I, yeah. I think I think if you really like being in front of the camera and you like, you kind of like being in that spotlight or putting yourself in surreal positions, right? Or just seeing yourself in a work of art, mm-hmm. right? Because at the end of the day, if you're taking care of yourself to where, you know, that you are a work of art. Your body is a work of art. I yeah, have to completely yeah. destroy my <laughs> I, I, mean, I like my, uh, me in my 20s was great. This is, this is gone to hell. It's, oh it's all shot. <laughs> you know? But um, it's one of those things of like, when you think about it, that was mine, right? Yeah, that was yours. And um, when you think about it, so one, you have the problem of, you have to be attractive to begin with, right? And so there's a little bit of, Yes, dice rolling there, mm. right? Or just God-given 
you know, the ability for you to look decent. But there's also the fact that, you know, you got to have certain things. You got to stay trim. You got to do this stuff. You got to be working on this. You got to be working on that. It's not a, I just roll out of bed, flip it. That's why literally every woman who sees a woman that they think is doing that, they get mad. They're like, how dare you? You know what I got to do. Yeah. You know, it's not an easy task. So the one is an appreciation in that Two, Let's just say modeling in general. Not easy. Like, like I swear, man, you ask anybody who I've asked to model for me. I'm horrible. I'm like, are you uncomfortable? Yes, perfect. A little bit further. (laughs) If you're not twisting your body in half, I am not quite sold. Oh my god! It's it's true though, right? I tell them all the time. It's like, are you are you comfortable? I'm like, yes. I was like, then that's not the pose for us. Wow. Right? We we need we need we need it uncomfortable. We need to exaggerate. We need to extend it. Right? That's crazy. And that's just me though. That's not everybody. Yeah. That's just my personal thing. But it's one of those. It's it's really one of those things, and you'll see it sometimes where. You'll convey to somebody, hey, I need you to do X. Mm-hmm. And then they can't. Mm. And you go, okay, that's cool. And then you step back and you reword it like 15 times. And then you kind of realize there's a range. And mm. that that point you need them at, they just can't get to it. Yeah. Right? Or maybe just have unrealistic expectations. Also an option. Regardless, you're not going to get what you want. When you find somebody, right? And it takes, and that's their craft, right? It's not just, oh, show up and, hey, I'm pretty. They have to put time in their craft. They have to practice. They're going to be in front of that mirror. You know what I mean? They're going to be looking at their own photos. I think one of the coolest things I saw was somebody did a slow motion, a slow-mo capture mm-hmm. on somebody as they were doing modeling. And she went back and reviewed that herself to look at it, to figure out where she could move better to get mm-hmm. more shots in in that short window of time. Perfect. You know what I mean? That's a level of professionalism. That's yeah. that's going above and beyond, wanting more, Right. And um, so you got those two things, right? Now you have, you know, you know, you're in front of a camera, you look good, and then now you have that third part of being sexy. Yeah. And you would think that's easy. You just throw on something, scan as a clad, and you go out there, right? That is a dirty lie. Yeah. That is a dirty lie. The truth is, there are plenty of women mm-hmm. and many men. Yeah. Who don't know how to be sexy? They they don't know how to throw themselves out there. There's a lot of confidence in that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, in your mind, that self-regulating that lets you know that what you're doing may not be, you know, like socially, right? You know what I mean? Like, we don't want you going around and like like this, and like, oh, like every yeah. time you're talking, it's like, hey, we're at church. You need to calm down. Yeah. This is Lord's house. <laughs> you, yeah. know, you need to yeah. act right. They, you know what I mean? Like that part, you need but to be But in able, that moment. In that moment, you need to click. You need to working. hit it. Yeah. And you need to draw everyone's attention. You need to be able to rein all that in. You got to be able to bring in all that sexiness, right? Yeah. You just put a girl out there in a bikini just clacking away at a piece of wood. You're like... I mean, don't get me wrong. It's cool and all, but that's not going to sell as much as somebody who's just like selling it. Like, boom, boom, boom. And so I'm going to go and say this. I ain't seen it. I ain't seen that one. Mm. I'm going to look that one up. Yeah. But this is is why it's unfortunate for me to do what I do is I'm going to be in there breaking, you know, you got a whole analysis. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. At first I'm going to be like, oh, that's nice. Well, this is how I look at it. You got this here, you got that there, you got this here. I don't think that's sold very well. Yeah. It really kind of ruins everything. Yeah. You know, I can't even look at a photo anymore. Like I'm sitting on Facebook and like for me, because I, I do it with my camera and everything else, as I'm going through Facebook with people's cell phones, I'm like, I can't even see a face. <laughs> <laughs> like to everybody else, they see a face. Like, yeah, there's yeah. a face there. I'm like, that's just, those are pixels. Pixels. I don't know? see nothing. That is yeah. not, that doesn't even resemble a human being. Like, how can you even see anything? Because, you know, I'm used to seeing something different, right? Yeah. But, 
you know, you're analyzing the whole the whole concept. Oh, you. <laughs> oh, I was gonna wait till you're done, but All yeah, right. carry on. Yeah, cheers. So yeah, I've got a friend named Nelson Gonzalez, and mm-hmm. um, Nelson's a photographer, and he he introduced me to that concept, which I had it in music already. So I started doing music about three years ago. And when I actually started creating music, like and figuring out how the sounds are put together, it changed the way I listen to music from then on out. Because instead of just listening to the music, I was like seeing the music. Right. Like right. I could see the hi hats. I could see the snares and the drums. Like I could see everything. And I was like trying to picture how the the musician like what were they thinking? Like why did they play that note that way? And how were they moving their body? And like like all those thoughts go through my mind. Like when I went to Louise's um, their their concert, I was like watching Anne Elizabeth play the violin. I was watching their drummer drum, and I was watching Louise play the piano. And I was like, how is she feeling? Like what? what like is is she feeling the crowd? Like how how are we doing? Like every like all right. these thoughts are going through my mind instead of just listening to the music and with photography like ever since i've like started making videos and stuff like that that goes through my head too i'm just like like when i was see when i'm watching a movie like me and rachel will watch a movie i'm just like you see that color grading that's yeah, beautiful but- <laughs> like why did they why did they go from from this scene to that scene like why did they do that cut and that transition and stuff like that? it completely changes how you just view stuff and how you evaluate stuff you know what you did there What's that? Kill the magic. Uh, I talked yeah. about it earlier. <laughs> That's the magic, dude. Destroying it. I get, I get, I get. It is, it is a subject that I am, I get passionate about. <clears throat> I get angry about, man, about the idea of the death of magic, the death of romance. Yeah. Right. I mean, it don't exist. Then you swipe right. Yeah. Right. There's no, yeah. there's no, there's no games. <laughs> there's no playing. There's this whole like, oh, I don't know, maybe you know, kind of like you swipe right, and guess what? If she swipes left, you'll never know. Mm. You know what I mean? You'll, you can be like, oh, she never even saw me. Yeah. No, dude, that takes away that takes away that thrill, man. That kind of walk up like, hey, what's up? I got a boyfriend. <laughs> I know you don't. <laughs> I know you don't. But you know what I mean? Like, uh, it, it yeah. takes away. It's it's like that gamble's gone, man. That that, yeah. that thrill for life. That sort of like mystery. You know yeah. what I mean? And whenever you start looking behind the scenes and you start seeing the cogs working, you can no longer have that kind of. You know what I mean? Right? Yeah. It's sort of like the. Um, you know what the allegory of the cave is. Mm-mm. All right. Um, uh, maybe we can say that one for another time. That gets pretty deep. But All let's right. think. Let's think of um, let's think of uh, the Matrix. Yeah. Can you get back in the Matrix once you've been out? Yes. No. No. No, because you always know it's there. What's the guy say? He's like, "Yeah, put me back in, man. I won't remember nothing. I, I can't even think about it because I know the stake's fake." Oh, because it's like, a, yeah. Okay, I got to say. You see what I'm saying? Like, you're always gonna know it's fake every time. Every time you look at a movie, you, you can't suspend that belief anymore. You're like, "Well, there's a wire right there, more than likely. Oh, that was done <laughs> after right there. I see what you mean. They got okay, the lights yeah, coming yeah. from here. Obviously, yeah. there was a piss underneath that thing to make that flip. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you start you start breaking it down too much, and you lose all that magic. You lose, you, you know. Um, it used to be magic tricks. The magicians they don't tell you how to do it. Yeah. And I always thought it was one of those things if they didn't tell you how to do it because it's a it's a sole proprietary. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. If, if you knew how to do it, you don't need me to do it. Anybody could do it. Yeah. But I realized as I got older, I was like, I love that idea because it, it creates that mystery, mm-hmm. right? It creates sort of this Goliath in your head of like, how is that even possible? I can't conceive it because the truth is, human beings are lazy. Yeah. 
right? By nature. Man, we're always getting, it's like water, always take the easiest route. Yeah. And a lot of these magic tricks, even though in your head you build them up to these crazy, insane, these massive scales. Mm-hmm. No, man, it's like a flip of a button. Like yeah. literally as simple as, what was it? It was uh, All Star Hot Wings, right? They're about, they're about to get me right now. Is that a restaurant around here? It's a restaurant. It's a hot wing oh, restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sitting there and I was trying for the longest to try to like create something like it, right? Mm. And I'm adding all this stuff. I'm doing all this craziness. And I'm just sitting there one day. I was like, I, I can't get it to taste the same. I just can't. Yeah. For the life of me, it just it just won't taste right. And I was like, wait a minute. Hold up. We're talking about people. We're talking about Memphis. Yeah. All right. I'm going to tell you what happened right now. What are you hot wings? Ranch. Yeah. Blue cheese, right? Okay. So every time I look at my sauce, there's a little bit of green in there, right? Like, yeah, you know what else has green in it? What? Ranch. I'm going to tell you right now, what if somebody got lazy and said, I'm just going to get some buffalo sauce and I'm going to throw some ranch in it. Mm. And then they looked at me crazy like, give me some hot sauce, give me some butter, give me some of that ranch powder. Mm-hmm. I mixed that bad packets. boy up. I fried me some wings. I threw it in there. I ate it. I was like, good night. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years. <laughs> Ten years I've been trying to do this. <laughs> good night. Done. You know, but once I took away the magic, because oh, before yeah, yeah. it was like, man, I just I just want some wings, and yeah. I have to go there. And like now, it's like it's kind of like I don't even eat wings that much anymore, because like I'll get it. Uh, you know, the magic, the magic is dead. You know, yeah. I, I killed the magic, and I did that to myself. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason now why it's like when I find something I generally like, like I'll see, I, I follow people on Instagram, and I'll look at their work, and I love their work. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll catch myself going, all right, so they slid this here, they went there with this, they dropped this color, yeah. they did that. And I just slap my arms like, bam, I just stop, stop it. Yep. You enjoy it. Yep. You take in the magic, you take in the romance because you're, you're going to destroy it. Like, yeah. um, another good way to explain it, I was in a relationship, right? And to put this in real life context here now, right? Yeah, we're yeah. going gonna to put this in real life. We're going to put this in practical application because you can use everything anywhere. Mm-hmm. So I'm in a relationship. And I'm looking, I'm like, this is going to fall apart. She's this way. I'm that way. This is going to cater and it's going to go this route. It's going to do this. It's going to do that. And it's going to do this. And it's going to do this. I'm calling it right now. I'm going to write it down. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tote to everybody how I figured it all out, how it's going to go. And it's going down the path. And I was like, you know what? I'm spending all my time doing nothing but worrying about the fact it's about to end. Worrying about that this ain't going to last forever. I'm too focused on that, that I've completely... I'm missing all the good times. Yeah, yeah. Like, I get it. It's going to end. Yeah. It's going to end. But I can either dwell on that or I can just build me some good memories to reflect on later. Just live in the moment. And so I just I just went all in. I was just like, whatever. I'm throwing the whole thing out. Like, I don't even care. Yeah. And sure enough, it went along the path. The difference was, though, mentally, I was like, I'm keeping the magic. Yeah. Because even though, yeah, I could see it and, yeah, I knew it was coming, there's something to be said about that that romance, that possibility. Maybe it won't. Hope, not hope, right? Having that belief, having something there, maybe something larger than life. And with that, you're able to make those good memories. Yeah. Because if you're constantly dwelling on the science and you're constantly looking at everything and you're, and you're constantly analyzing it, like you can't, you can't be in it, man. Yeah. You can't objectively look at something, right? And still subjectively be part of it. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <I know what laughs> you, mean. you know I what I mean? mean? So you just, you gotta just, you gotta go one or the other, man. And to me, it was like, when it comes to stuff like that, um, you know, magic in general, yeah. you know, like I, I talking to my kids, you know, and my kid will ask some question. My wife starts going to a full blown explanation on it. I was like, cause of trolls, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they're like, what? No, it's all trolls. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> there are trolls in there and yeah. they control this. And I, it's just like, I'm, and I'm telling my wife, like they're five. Yeah. 
Let them be five-year-olds. Like, I get exactly. it. Exactly. Like, you know, they'll learn all that in school. Let school break their bubbles. Yeah, yeah. Right? Trolls. Have you right? ever seen the TV show House? Uh, with the doctor? Yeah. Yeah. So there's an episode where... Um, so the whole the whole show, he's, like, trying to solve, like, the craziest cases. Yeah. But the... Um, I don't know if it's you call it a dean or whatever the per, the woman that's over the whole hospital she makes him take on like uh, what do you call him like a physician job every once in a while working at clinic but yeah he has yeah, to put, put them to, hours yeah, in she she makes him go to the clinic and he hates it mm. but this one time he goes and um, it's like a fat chubby little girl she's probably like six years old or something like that and the mom is. I think the mom is like upset. She's like chubby and she's telling her something about she can't have cake. And the doctor is, uh, the house is saying something to her. And he's like, she's whatever, you know, she's six or she's nine or whatever. He's like, let her have cake. Like, <laughs> it's <laughs> okay. Because you can always grow out of it. Like, right. every, like, a lot of people are chubby as children. Like, that's a thing. And then as when we get taller and get older, like, we stretch out and we don't get as chubby. But, they're children. Like let them let them live their life. They're gonna remember that time and then they're gonna be like, Oh, I remember that time, but it'll be in their past. So I mean it's <laughs> it was just a really funny concept. Right. It's like a lot of parents, you know, they might want their kid to have like a certain image, but at the same time it's like they're a child. Like let Bruh. them be a child. <laughs> I, I, I really like that part. That was real, that was awesome. Nah, the, so you hit me on a different note, man. That that kid, man, the boy will not eat. <laughs> I swear to God, man, it is it is. So the, the the boy ain't dumb, but man, that kid, he um he will sit there, and he's figured out that we got busy lives. Mm-hmm. There's an older one, there's a younger one. They both need a lot of attention. And as long as he stays chill, quiet. You can sneak away with some stuff. <laughs> so, like, you know, over time, you just you hit them long enough with the same food they won't eat, they'll eventually eat it, yeah. right? And that, that works fine with the, the older one. But this guy is just like, if I sit here through this mill, when everybody's ready to move on with their lives, they're going to be like, look, just throw it away. They're fine, <laughs> don't eat it. And then I just starve a little bit. And when they ain't looking, I'm going to get in that fridge. I'm going to snack on what I want to snack on. And then come dinner, I'll be full saying and eat nothing else again. I got you, son. Like, and it's like, man, it, just, it, gets, it gets old, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, sometimes the kid will do this to where he hasn't eaten properly in a couple of days. I'm like, dude, no, we got to have a conversation. Because yeah. I'm, like, reconstructing the wife. Like, what did he eat? And we're trying to figure it out. And I'm like, all right, you don't want to eat that. He goes, no, my tummy's saying it's no, it's no good. I'm like, all right, well, that's good to get pizza. You want to get pizza? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm about some pizza. I'm like, pizza. I, I thought I thought the tummy wasn't feeling right. He's like, oh, it doesn't feel very good. <laughs> I was like, but the pizza make you feel better. He's like, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm about that life. So we finally, I finally got done with this, right? Because I didn't want him to have a food aversion. I didn't want him being um, freaking out about eating, mm-hmm. right? And like being feeling like he's forced to eat or something like that, right? Yeah. But um, you know, the guy, the guy was just being a jerk too many days in a row, and I'm like, all right, son, I get it. You're a smart guy. You figured this out. We have busy lives. Well, I got bad news for you. Older ones can just go watch YouTube. <laughs> I worried about her reading tonight. Yeah. She's going to go watch YouTube. Mama's going to go play with the baby. Just you and me, kid. <laughs> and we just sat at that kitchen table. That's awesome. Right? He couldn't look in any direction. It had nothing. It was a white wall. Mm. Sat there at the kitchen table. I'm like, you ain't leaving to eating your food, man. Dude, that dude, two and a half hours, that man sat there just tight-lipped like... <laughs> I'm like, bro... 
<laughs> you know, he's just uh, don't get me wrong. I respect Stubborn. him too. The whole time I'm like, son, I love you. I love this conviction. I'm so glad you're just sticking it out, man. So, you know, he gets in there and he just he noms on. He tries to cut a deal with me. He's like, hey, look, man, I've ate like, you know, I ate this much. It's like a quarter of it, right? I'm like, you have to go a little bit further, man. And he's like, it's all, it's all yucky. It's cold. And I was like, man, I really wish I'd ate it sooner then. You remember oh, this next time? Man. And we just sat there longer. And literally two and a half hours, he got about, yeah, I'd say about three quarters of it ate. Yeah. Right? And it's just sort of like, you know, the Ryan parts of the hot dog. It was a, it was a corn dog. This is what he was fighting about. A corn dog. That he requested. <laughs> the man ate the bread, chewed everything off of the stick, cleaned out the inside of the hot dog. That's after the fight. That was after like an hour and a half of sitting there. He cleaned out the inside of the hot dog, but he wasn't gonna eat the rind. And I was at this wow. point, I'm just like, no, nah, sorry, bud. You're just you're getting that in out of principle. Yeah. So once he had like a quarter of the rind left, I was like, all right, you're good. You can tap out, son. You know what I mean? Like you, you put Jeez. your you put your time in. But that's like that's two and a half hours. And when you got three kids. <laughs> That's time. You know what I mean? That That's everything else. Like, you know, because, you know, on Instagram, I know I'll go out there and I'm really big about, you know, I'm following somebody, go through and liking their stuff and mm-hmm. um, being like, hey, click, you know, you're, you're getting that traction. You need that stuff. I don't comment because if I did, like, it'd be way too much on me. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? But I would love to. I'd love to more. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of stuff. I'm like, man, I'd love to have a conversation about this, but I know I won't be able to follow up on it. Right. Because mm-hmm. I got three very small kids. You know, I got the photography stuff, you know, now with the whole quarantine thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm losing my mind inside the house. I picked back up World of Warcraft, so I know it's selfish, oh. but I'm doing it. <laughs> you know, but it's really one of those things of, like, you have all these other things in your life going on. Yeah. And every now and then, it's easy to just tell the kid whatever. Yeah, right? But, I mean, I had to sit down and be like, I'm going to, oh, man, I wish it was just cake, though. Like, to me, I'm in my head, like, that's an easy problem. Like, kid just wants to eat cake, you know? Like, man, I just want my kid would eat. Yeah. Because even then, like, sometimes you're like, hey, okay, you want the corn dog? Get your pizza. Nope. Want ramen? Nope. Strawberries? Nope. Like, dude, you eat strawberries whenever, dude. And he's like, grapes. I was like, grapes are nothing. Grapes. You mean to tell me you ain't ate all day? Nope. You fought me all day. Yep. You just want grapes? Yep. I love your conviction. So. <laughs> that's my problem, though, because I do reward them. I'm like, I love how convicted you are. I, what am I teaching them? What am I teaching them? That's so bad. I'm like, so when you mess up. And someone catches you messing up. Mm-hmm. I need you to look him down in the eye and say, I'm just a man. Yeah. And so we're going to work on this. So now, yeah. now he's at the point whenever someone gets him, right? They're like, what are you doing? Like he's in there just breaking something. He's like, I'm just a man. Mm-hmm. I'm like, love it. Love it. And now when he gets a little bit older, we get some more things. And he's like, you know, it's going to turn into one of these full blown. Like he's going to be, he's going to be in high school and be doing something just completely just dumb or dumb. Just something that you already know. I'm just a man. Yeah, just a man. You know, nobody's perfect. Yeah. You know, we're all struggling with what we have in our lives, and I want to be better. And yeah. I'm trying to get better, and it's one day at a time. And I want to thank you for helping me realize I just did something I shouldn't be doing. Yeah. And I'm going to work harder towards it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, I'm going to love it, dude. They put me Got in the office. Like, yes. yes <laughs> I love it. Hopefully, you take that to heart, too, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, hopefully, it's more than just words. But, uh, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's bad. I'm pretty bad about encouraging a boy to be ridiculous. <laughs> but, um, Oh, I guess it's one of the joys of being, being a boy. I mean, there's a there's a lot of stuff that I put on them, right? Mm. Like I tell them, like, look, one day you're taking over the family, right? Yeah. Because part of part of being the family, it's you got to keep everything in check, mm. right? When everybody's getting freaked out and everyone's getting excited, you don't get the luxury mm-hmm. that you don't know, right? Everybody else is frantic. Everybody else gets to be, you know, slaves to their emotion. You're supposed to be the wall. You got to get in there and you got to stop that. You got to look at somebody and say, you're being irrational. Yeah. I already know right now. Like I got to tell my wife, I was talking to him this morning. I was like, look, I can't go to your mom right now and be like, hey, you're being irrational. You can't mm-hmm. do that. No one's going to win. Yeah. 
right? It doesn't matter. You can never tell her she's wrong. It doesn't matter if she is wrong or not. That's not anyone's job to ever tell a lady she's wrong. Yeah. Right? Your job is to fix it. Yeah. Your job is to say you're sorry when you're not. Yeah. These are the penances you have to pay just for being a guy. On the bright side, you got to be a little bit of a screw up. True. <laughs> right? You gotta, True. You got to mess up. Like, that's, that's your give and take. True. But I tell them, it's like, it's one of those things of you being you, you will always have to, you're always going to have to be the rock. You're mm. always going to have to be the one to sort it out. When everyone's going crazy, you're going to have to be the one who grabs everybody and go, hey, here's the goals. Here's things. Here's how we're going to get there. You want to yell and complain? You want to freak out? You can do that. That's fine. But while you're doing that, let's get A, B, and C done. Mm. And unfortunately, where it is easy to be a slave to your emotions, right? Where it's, where, it's, where it's like, let's go, right? Let's just let it all just, you know, give up the whole everything that, you know, gives us that extra level. Yeah. You're, you're not going to get that mm-hmm. because you don't have an older brother and you don't have a younger brother to take up for you if you do mess up. Yeah. All the pressure's on you, bud. Like, you're gonna have to handle all of that. You have a very excitable family. We have very, very strong, very opinionated women on our side, on both sides of his family, right? His mom's side and my side. Very opinionated, very strong, very much gonna do what they're gonna do, right? It's uh, Italian and Latin and uh, Polish. Jesus. So very, very (laughs) strong, very strong women. Mama's a redhead. So it's, you know, it's one of those things that they're going to do them, Mm. you know, like there's, there's no disagreement. There's no argument there. Yes, ma'am. Right. And it's your job as a man. If they're like, I want this bookcase against that wall. Yes, ma'am. You go put it on that wall. And five minutes later, when she says, no, what? No, I want it on this wall. Yes, ma'am. You get it and you put it on that wall. 10 minutes later, when she wants it on back on the same wall. Yes, ma'am. And it's right back on that same wall. It ain't your job to argue. It ain't your job to tell her our house is going to be. It's your job to do your business. Mm. But whenever she starts trying to throw a chair, it's a conversation time. It's like, I get it. You're a little upset. These things shouldn't be happening, but let's talk about this for a minute, right? And that's going to be, you know, that's just sort of going to be his lot in life, you know, is he's just going to have to suck it up. So why not, whenever he does something dumb, have a nice little way to get away from it, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, get that little bit of sweet talk out, Yeah. right? Because at the end of the day, you know, I know I dig to China with the wife. You know, I get in trouble. I'm like, okay, I'm in trouble. Ain't no getting out now, baby. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll dig all the way to China. I'll get all the way down there. I'm, I'm hanging out with President Chi. Like, what's up, man? How you doing, bud? Like, here we are. <laughs> you know, hanging out just because, you know, everything else. And she's all crazy, getting upset or getting angry. That's not just her. It's everybody. If I, get a, if I ever get in a situation when me and somebody are in a disagreement, mm-hmm. I'm just going to go for China. I'm going to go for broke. It's just, it's going to be a blast. I'm at least going to have fun doing this. Yeah. And I'll fix it all later. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because in my head, whenever somebody's at the point that you're in an argument, you're disagreement, right? They're already upset with you. Mm -hmm. Right. Might as well have a little bit of fun. So this way you can keep your wits about you. Right. Obviously, no, don't go too far. Like, don't burn a bridge. Right. To be like, yeah, you know, well, I'm going to go sleep with your sister. No, no, no. (laughs) don't do that. But you can poke the bear a little bit, you know what I mean? Exactly. Kind of exactly. mess with it a little bit, drag it out. And then once all those emotions get through and all that anger and upsetment are kind of winding down and all that feeling is gone. Because you mm. can't live with that level of upset. You know, you, yeah. nobody can live with any kind of emotion. You can't function. That yeah, way. you just can't. You're going to return to normal. Yeah. And by the time all those you know, hormones and all those, and I'm not saying like emotional hormones, I'm saying like, you know, you get pumped full of like, you know, adrenaline and stuff like yeah. that too. Once all that goes through you, and all, and all those chemicals in your body run its course and you start crashing, then you can walk up and do some sweet talk, 
do some nuzzle nuzzles, yeah. right? Get in there, smooth it all over, be all sweet and everything. And everything finally calms down. You can have a good conversation. But I'm just kind of guy. It's like, you're freaking out. You're going crazy. We're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. I can either walk away or we can have fun. Which one you want it to be? <laughs> right? Like one of us can be having a blast. Yeah. Right? One of us have a blast. But it's, you got to let that whole thing run the course because you go in there and you start trying to rationalize somebody or, you know, just not give them what they need. It's just going to build, you yeah. know? And even if you're like, I'm going to argue with you, it just keeps going and you're feeding it. Right. But if it's obvious that you ain't trying to engage and you're just messing with it, you know what I mean? And as they keep going up, it's just, they can't sustain it. There's nothing to build on. And eventually it just comes down. Mm-hmm. And then you can have that productive conversation about, I understand why you're upset. I can see where you're coming from. Am I right to assume that this is the order? This is the order. This is the thing, right? Here's mm-hmm. my viewpoint from this, this, and this. Would it be good if we did this, this, and that? Hey, we both agree. I like your sugar bottoms. Let's yeah. rock and roll. Yeah. Theoretically. Or maybe I'm just completely destroying my marriage. <laughs> No, it's uh, it's it's pretty good. Everything's everything's all right. So yeah, but yeah, just teach the boy to be a jerk. Yeah. That's what I was getting to. Yeah, <laughs> right. Just teach the boy. Just teach the boy to be an absolute jerk and sweet talk his way. Because at the end of the day, like nobody wants to be in a bad mood. Yeah, you know, and you see it all the time, man. Like somebody who can make you laugh is going to get out of trouble. Mm-hmm. Right. Somebody who can put you in a good mood can get you out of trouble. Being cute and coy helps a lot. You know, it kind of diffuses the situation, right? Get you out of that mindset, you know? And I think it's a good skill for him to have. And, um, you know, I just wish, I wish the same would be true for my daughter, but I realized that she's, she's going to be fine some queen bees, but it's going to be like mean girls all day, dude. Like I told her, I was like, you're like, you're going to be a little mean girl. I, sh- I was trying to show her the movie, right? And I was like, dude, I swear, like, oh, it's gonna be, you're going to be in there Regina all day. Oh, that, that little girl. Yeah. She's aggressive. Girls, they you know they say they grow up, they mature a little faster than than boys do. But it's it's funny how you know how they turn out. <laughs> yeah, I've actually got um. So my my sister has a child, and she is oh I think she's six, right? And five or six, and then um and then my cousin and my mom is taking care of both of them, mm-hmm. but um, my cousin's child, she's like four or so but like just just watching them grow up and like their personalities change and stuff like that but we for some reason my family is it's just girls like there's no there's no boys that being had do you want to know the math behind that one go ahead sure yeah all right so there's gonna be a lot of praise for the men in your family (laughs) (laughs) but you can go back and tell them all okay um just messing around. I was online. I was trying to figure out like how to get a boy, how to get a girl. Mm-hmm. And I know it's all just coin toss, right? Yeah, yeah. But there's this lady who did all kinds of research, and that's what I love. I love finding people who did all the research and then just steal their ideas. Works out great. Yeah. <laughs> so um, she had found some stuff where it was talking about how like the boy sperm is slower than the girl sperm, but the girl sperm dies faster. Hmm. So, whenever people are going at it, and the lady had a good time, there are muscles that help move things go along. Yeah. Right? So, that would encourage the young ladies to get there first. Okay. But, if not the case, and she didn't have a great time, then they would probably die off first, and then the slow but steady bros would eventually get there. So, terrible sex creates boy. <laughs> now, I'll tell you why I stand by this. Right? So I found this before my daughter. Yeah. 
And then I have my daughter, and I'm like, okay, look, I'm sorry, but I remember that night. Yeah. Right? Because it does not take much effort for me and my wife to have children. Yeah. Like, literally, first shot, done. Like, it's an <laughs> easy one and done every time. Like, yeah. Every time it's been one and done. <laughs> so I go, okay, I got my baby girl. Easy peasy. Mm-hmm. Done. Well, I need a boy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to this lady's advice. And I, look, and I tell my wife this. And I'm like, I want you to understand, this is going to be terrible. <laughs> I can't imagine the conversation of you trying to explain. <laughs> no, no, it was it was literally I, this is how I opened it up. Oh, do man. you want a boy? Oh, all right, you got to crack, you know, you got to crack some eggs yeah, to get that yeah. omelet. Now. Yeah, <laughs> you're not gonna have fun. I'm not gonna have fun. No one in this whole baby making process is gonna have fun. But do you want to play mate for your daughter? She goes, mm-hmm. yes, I do too. Do you want a son? She said, yes, I do too. Now, maybe she's wrong. Maybe she's right. Let's give it a shot. Yeah. And of course, yeah, you know, my wife. She wouldn't be. She would. She wouldn't be with me if she wasn't a team player. Yeah, yeah. Right. Obviously, yeah. I'm a lot of trouble. <laughs> so, give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Boom, boy. That's Knocked crazy. it out the park. Knocked it out the park. And there it is, and, there, and there's my boy. And she's like, I can't believe it worked. I was like, I'm gonna tell you why I thought deep in my heart it would work. She goes, why? Well, I was like, think of everybody who has all the girls. And, he, and she's like, yeah. And I was like, well, along this terminology, wouldn't it make sense? And he's like, well, he does look like he is a generous man. Uh-huh. Now let's think of all the guys with yeah. boys. Do you really think he's too terribly worried about her situation at that moment? And she's like, no, you're probably right. Yeah. Does have a lot of boys. Jesus. And I mean, I'm just saying, throw it out there in your head. Think about it. The people you know, maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. I'm just letting you know, based on my personal experience and everybody I know. That's crazy. It kind of goes along (laughs) the lines. Now, here's here's the reason why it may not truly hold water. I say otherwise, but my wife likes to disagree, so I'm going to go ahead and give you a disclaimer. Um... So we go to have the third kid, mm-hmm. and I was adamant about not having a third. Like, I wanted one to start. She, yeah, yeah. she was like, no, we're not doing this. And I was kind of upset because I was like, you took that choice away from me. Mm-hmm. I wanted that choice. Yeah, I wanted to at least to have a voice in this. But you, you, you just say no, not even having a conversation and locking it down. Like, it strips that away from me, you know? And, yeah, we're married, and we have this life together, and... I'm not going anywhere, but it's still, there's a little resentment there. You know what I mean? That I don't even have a voice in this and that you can just put a lockdown on that and it's yeah. over. No ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah. Done. And it's a little frustrating, especially if somebody has such problems with authority and being told what to do, right? Um, but I let that part of me die. I just, it died. Whatever. It's game over. Like, fine. I get it. It's not happening. And I, and I came to terms with it and everything else. And then she pops up like as her clock's about to tick out and she's like at the point that she's not going to have kids anymore. Yeah. Hey, we should have a third one. Nope. <laughs> nope. We talked about this. <laughs> we talked about this. Nope. Straight up, dude. I, I learned her cycle and everything, dude. Like I dodged her, dude. I was like a ninja. I was up on walls and stuff. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to stay up late and watch TV tonight. <laughs> Yo, dude, I was, I was, dude, I was, I was doing great, but she got me, dude. I'm just a, I'm just a man. Yeah, I'm working yeah, on just me. A man. <laughs> I'm working on me, you know. But I, I, man, I'm just mind my own business, and I, I just walk in the bedroom, and you know, and for some reason there she is, just folding clothes, just oh, all man. out there, and I'm just like, I just, I'm just a man. I'm just a man. I'm just a man, and uh, like I said, 
We're great at making babies, man. Boom, one time, bam, there's the third one. And um, out comes a little baby girl. Yeah. Right? And I told her, I was like, hey, there you go. Proof mm. positive. Yeah, you know, just a good time. She goes, ah, that was not a good time. <laughs> and I looked at her and I was like, I beg to differ. The science is behind me. <laughs> Obviously, you're just spoiled. Yeah, you yeah. Know? <laughs> you no longer know what a bad time is. That's, yeah, that's yeah. clearly what that is. But uh, good, good little conversation, good little argument and fight for the, uh, for the dinner table there. But mm. yeah, no, I got I got another girl that way, um, and she just kind of popped up. So there's disagreement on me and my wife about uh, the validity of that test. <laughs> I stand by it. All right, I just say my wife's bold. That's some facts, man. <laughs> but it's just funny though. Like when you really sit down and you think about it, right? And you just look, and it sounds mean. Yeah. But I'll talk to guys who had kids about this, and I'm like, mm-hmm. well, let's talk about the night. Yeah, yeah. You, you think about the night, and they're like, oh, you're just trying to piece it all together. Yeah, they start going, yeah, maybe, maybe, I don't know, and here oh, you go, there. So it's something to think about. Yeah. And even if it's just a wish and a hope and a prayer, mm-hmm. again, I believe in magic. Yeah. I saw this one. It was, um, you know, Mark Lawrence, the the comedian. He, um, gosh. He was on some show. I can't remember if it Martin. was. Well, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> he was like on like Letterman or something. And they were talking about, I think he had a kid coming. And he was talking about it. And I think he said he had done some research or something like that. And he had heard whoever was the most aggressive person during the sex, that's what the gender of the child turned out to be. So the woman was more aggressive. Then you're gonna have a girl, and the man was. Wouldn't it fall along the same lines, though? I, I, <laughs> you know what I mean. I you know, guess. I mean, obviously, yeah. she was into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, that would be, you know, that's that's kind of an interesting case. That's interesting. And then I've also heard, uh, what was it? Oh, men who are like more active, like they, um, like kind of like athletes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. They tend to have more females because <laughs> their balls are like more hot the like the temperature and so they it like it's heating up their body and something about um, like the testosterone or something it's like killing off something I forgot what it was but mm-hmm. they were saying that like men who are like athletes or men who are active more right tend to have more females because it's like their body heat or something like that it's killing off something you know what it so is so they're having a they're having a female instead of a male I'm, I'm still stand by my argument I'm telling you why <laughs> a fit man get the job done a little bit longer huh? I, you, know, you know what I'm saying buddy it, I get, I yeah, guess, he ain't winded after just making out <laughs> 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 you know he's in it to win it dude that guy that guy's in a competition every day of his life yeah he ain't gonna give up easy yeah you I'm, know the other guy just sitting down and eating big macs and stuff he's like <laughs> hey i'm here ain't i you yeah. do what you gotta do <laughs> yeah man it's it's i don't know that whole concept of like you know we say it's 50 50 but you know people have their theories and stuff like oh that. yeah Is i mean it really 50 there's, there's i don't know if there's I'm sure there's some, uh, you know, I like, I'm sick by the magic. Look, I'm sitting there going, I'm sure there's some science we could probably, no, I'm thinking, let it be out. magic. Let, let it be magic, be. man. It's like a roll of the dice, man. You know, I will say, because, like, looking at the, um, like, the gender reveal mm-hmm. is awesome. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's really cool. And, it, and oh, it sounds weird, because I don't, I don't know what it's like for, I don't know what it's like for a lady. I don't know what it was like for my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, I know what it's like for me. 
And I know, and it sounds weird, right? And, you know, I, I'm not feeling the need to explain myself here, but in, at times I, I feel, you know, I'm raised, you know, a little old school in me, right? You know, and you could argue sexist maybe, but not, not like this whole, like, you know, women stay in the kitchen kind of thing, right? It's more of a yeah, romantic yeah. kind of sense. But it's like, when I saw my baby girl on the screen the first time and I knew it was a girl, it was one of those things of my heart. It's just like, I have to do everything to protect her now, mm-hmm. right? Like the whole world got a million times more dangerous. Mm. Everything was scarier, right? All the bad guys had to be destroyed instantly. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it was like, I had to, I had to make more money. I had yeah. to, I had to give her nicer things. Like that it was, it was switched. instantly. It was like instantly. And yeah. whenever I saw the boy, I was just like, this dude's in for trouble. Yeah. Like this guy's going to have a horrible life. I'm going to destroy you. But like, <laughs> Hey, none coming easy. Like, it's funny because you, you ask me, it's like, it's a little baby girl comes up, right? Mm. And she's 16. It's like, in my head, I'm like, I ain't going to give her some breaks now. Yeah. That girl's getting a brand new car. Like, I'm going to be driving a hoopty. She's going to get a brand new car. I don't care. She ain't going to have no problems. She's going to have, like, AAA, you name it, everything. Yeah. And it's like, what about the boy? Well, whenever I went to my, oh, I got the story, right? 12 years old, I go to my dad. Hey, man, I don't play video games with my friends. And he's like, all right, well, I have to have a computer. You got to build your own. What? <laughs> Worked a bunch of odd jobs, and I built my very first computer from the ground up. Oh, my God. Again, this guy's making read philosophy and all this other. He's an entrepreneur guy, right? You know, I had to do all this stuff. Jesus. I get done with that. I'm like, hey, man, I'm done with all this. Can I get the games now? Yeah. Well, you want to play games? Yeah. We have to make your own. What are you talking about? And I learned programming. So I know programming <laughs> now because he forced because me to learn. You're dead. <laughs> At 12 years old, man, I'm just, I'm just trying to play games. Oh, my God. And... Um, you know, so I figured out eventually, because, you know, it takes us some minutes sometimes. I figured out eventually I could just go back and work those other jobs that I'd worked before to buy the parts yeah. and buy the games. Yeah. But it took a little too long after I'd learned a couple of languages at that point. Yeah. Before it dawned on me that. <laughs> <laughs> but you're 16. What do you ask for? A car. I want a car. Yeah. I want a car. Built a 1983 Honda Cord hatchback from the ground up, baby. <laughs> from the ground up, it was a chassis, bro. <laughs> Whole thing, like here's the funny part. We had bought three cars. I had to go work jobs, bought three cars that we tore all the part. None of them worked. Piece tore, them, tore them all down to the bottom and built it all the way back up. Oh my god, bro! I could tell you. I probably to this day I still build a carburetor. Man, <sighs> ridiculous, dude. And not because you wanted to, not because I wanted to, because you had to, because we had to. I'm out there, with my dad, and working everything like that. And it worked out great though, because. My dad already passed by then. Mm-hmm. But when I went to get my first house, what did I say? Build this damn thing my own. Oh. And I got me a fixer-upper, right? I got this little condo, and, like, I'm ripping out drywall, and I mm-hmm. redid all the floors in the house, and I'm redoing bathroom tiles, doing plumbing, doing electrical, ripping all these <laughs> things. Dude, like, I did the whole nine, dude. I'm just, like, ripping everything out and all the stuff like that, because I'm like, it's my first one, man. We're yeah. going to figure this out. Now, <laughs> like... Man. Oh, there! Something broke that wall. <laughs> we can fix that. That's easy. Beautiful drywall work. You know, That's just crazy. smooth this out. Oh, the floors are damaged. Yeah, we we'll just get new floors. Just lay that down. Oh, need a backsplash. There you go. New plumbing fixed. Like none of it phases me. None of yeah. it. I'm not worried about any of it because I've done all that other stuff. The same thing with the car. The car breaks. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, give me a hammer. We'll figure this son of a gun out. Ain't got to worry about it. So the boy be driving around a car that he's gonna build himself. I don't care what he says. He's like, Dad, don't nobody use gasoline no more. I don't care. <laughs> You get in there, you fix that car right now. So, 
And you don't want to do it to them by the same time, like you want to do it to them. Yeah. And I know some people told me it's a disservice to my baby girl not to do that, right? Yeah. But I'm like, look, it's my baby girl. I'm spoiler. Yeah. That's a choice. Like, Like, I'm just, you know, it it sounds, and see, the thing is, like, some people get mad that I'm not giving her that same kind of life lesson to be that self-sustained and everything else like that, right? Yeah. But at the same point, you know, my argument is, well, where is everybody mad at me for not giving the boy all the nice stuff? Yeah. No one's saying, oh, you know, the boy should have nice stuff and free things and everything. Everyone agrees the boy should be going through all the snowboarding. <laughs> They're like, it just, but it just, you, you sound so romantic about it that she needs it too. It's like, no, man, like she gets the nice stuff. He, he has to suffer. Yeah. Right. That's just your plot. You know, whenever someone breaks in the house, it's the guy <laughs> who has to go stop him. Right. The trials. Yeah. You know, it's just the whole thing. It's like, you, you put yourself through it. You get that. The... The baby girl, she's she's gonna get the nice stuff because at the end of the day, like a dude can sit in the back of the room and eat paste, mm-hmm. but you can't do that as a lady. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like everybody has their own crosses, you know, to yeah. carry and everything, and it's it's really it's really sad and it's unfortunate, but it's but it's truth, it's reality, right? There's a lot of people that want to fight against it, they want to argue against it, and everything like that. But even people who there's like we live in a day and age now where there's more communication, there's more stuff, right? Mm. And you'll see these things where there's these people who are like, I was very pro career. I didn't want a family or anything. And now that I'm old, I really kind of wish I had one. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, that's one thing that I tell, like I tell my kids all the time. It's like always push family, right? Always push family, always have family, always focus on family, worry about family, always get family. Cause when you look at the most successful things, we treat our business um, employees like their family. Everybody always talks about family. Even, mm. even um, you look at the Bible. They're all religions. They talk about brothers and sisters, family mm. and blood, and how it all ties together. Because the truth is, at the end of the day, even though you and other people can always click together, the one truth is, you, you know, your blood is the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's 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 still there. That's that bond is still always there, and that's always the most important thing. And that's what I really stress on them. And striving for anything else and going for anything else, my mind doesn't make. It doesn't doesn't hold as much value, mm-hmm. you know. And I just I don't want them focused on anything but making making more family for me to play with because I'm selfish, right? Like you like I'm having to raise you, so I can't enjoy you. Yeah, yeah. But you're gonna give me the grandbabies. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> I have can I can have I can give them back to you. <laughs> I'm gonna go nuts if you try to pull this whole like I'm 35 and I'm still working on me. I'm like no, but. <laughs> No, nah, bud. Not anymore. I'm currently doing that yeah. to my mom. I'm, no, you're doing yeah, it. No, I'm 27. <laughs> my wife is 25. And, um, yeah, I mean, we don't plan on having kids anytime soon. So that's, You got to yeah, get on that, bud. My mom, she's been wanting kids since I was, like, 21. Like, she, <laughs> she had to raise you. That's yeah. why. <laughs> and plus, she's got all girls because, as I said, my, my oldest sister has two girls. Mm. And then my next oldest sister, she has one girl. So... Yeah, she she wants a boy. Get that boy out there. So so the boy will take care of the boys. Yeah, (laughs) there you go. Yeah. Well, now I know the trick. Yeah, yeah, I do. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry. That's so crazy. That's if that's true, that's that's a crazy thing. All I have is my anecdotal evidence, but I stand by it. True, true. You know, but it's one of those things of like, I mean, worst case scenario, right? Yeah. It's just, a, it's just a rough or, night. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, everyone's had them. Yeah. That's the worst case scenario. 
Oh my god. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's it's a crazy thing that, you know, life in general. Like just being able to take family and then to get them together. You know, there's so many people who don't right. have who don't have family at all. No, absolutely, right. And, you know, they don't have anybody to share with and stuff like that. So to be able to have family, period, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's that magic, you know. People, oh, it's crazy. People talk about the, um, like, the like family get-togethers of, like, holidays and stuff like that. And then, you know, some people don't have the families to be with for Thanksgiving or, or Christmas and stuff like that. So to, to be able to, you know, to have family, period, is, it's, it's, it's awesome. And it's that, it's that build-up. So here's another fun story. I love story time, as you can tell. That's, that's the point of the podcast. <laughs> right? There you go. <laughs> so you got, um, you got my older brother who... You know, he had leukemia. And I guess to sort of flush him out a little bit more, like he was star of his basketball team. Um, captain of the basketball team, quarterback of his football team. Mm. Right? You he know, guy. <laughs> he is the guy, right? Yeah. He is above average intelligence, right? Good looking, right? He has, he's that kind of guy that when he walks into the room, even if you're not even facing the door, you turn. Mm. He just has that presence, dude. Like it is, it is something that I have rarely seen. It yeah. is crazy. It is infectious. Everybody loves him mm. in the sense of like, because he just commands that respect. Yeah. So, he he's under he's feeling that stress even even at a young age he was feeling that stress of what a position like that is and he started talking about like I wish I was sick and then like not even a week later got diagnosed he started getting sick and then like shortly after he got diagnosed with leukemia yeah and um pretty and I'm not downplaying leukemia but it's it's a lot easier to go through now as opposed to back then or I guess there's a, there's a yeah technology has yeah, te- yeah changed. less of a kill rate but yeah I mean it's thanks in part for him being a guinea pig as well because of that right Um, not a lot of people made it through his little test Mm. so the which is sad because even back then they were saying it was one of the better ones to have which really really show you kind of how things went right Mm. Um, the you're that young right you're going through puberty and you're facing death Mm. and it changes you right and to kind of a lot of people don't know this about this guy because everybody likes to try to villainize him villainize him he like to them he's this guy who's going around just beating people up right mm-hmm. like I mean he was a savage bro he was a savage like in high school dude like he got a disagreement with some guy at um over a girl or something like that and he sees him pulling out of the Burger King dude reaches in through the guy's window <laughs> pulls him out of his car as he's driving Right, he's like, he's just trying to drive Yo. out to the street and just starts mollywhopping the dude, knocks him out, leaves him dangling out of his own car. Oh my goodness! And just goes on and still orders his meal. <laughs> he still orders his meal, dude. Like, oh my like I'm not, God. I don't support this. Like, don't, <laughs> don't go, don't go beating people randomly at a Burger King. That's not a good idea. But makes but, but it happened. <laughs> you know, I mean, do do his, do his hardcore, right? He didn't yeah. put up with nothing. Um, but that's what happened. That's what changed, mm-hmm. right? Like he got he got more aggressive. He got very angry at mm-hmm. the world, very angry at living. Yeah. Right. He got mad at the idea of just he was born, mm-hmm. and he was mad at that. He was mad that he would have to die one day and stuff. I believe. Yeah. We never really had a deep talk about it because he just didn't want to. Mm-hmm. Right. Our relationship changed. Everyone's relationship changed. But here's the funny part. Here's the one thing that they don't really reflect on. 
is that like this is the same guy though that when we were kids and playing football, I got frustrated. I got upset. We were tiny, mm. and um, some kid beat me on a turn, and um, he got an extra like four or five yards, and I got upset. I kicked him while he was down, and he grabbed me and he just. Man, he lit me up. Mm-hmm. And he gave me a lecture and he explained sportsmanship to me. Like this same guy who's going around beating people up, you know what I mean? Like pulling them out through there. And there's like these other scenarios where this dude like really imparted some very serious life lessons in me. Mm-hmm. Major concepts of being how to be a good person that would eventually lead to this guy who's molly whopping people in Burger King and living yeah. a very questionable life, doing questionable things. Wild. 180. You know, he was... He went from Clark Kent to Lex <laughs> Luthor, right? You know, yeah. it's just a matter of a couple of years. And um, puberty probably didn't help during the time, too, right? True, true. And so this um, this guy, to really explain uh, sort of the whole family thing, right? And you have this whole life building with this guy. And I have a whole life with this guy. So I'm building up all these relationships and all these feelings with this guy and all these other stuff. And which is why it's so much more powerful because he's always there. Mm-hmm. You can't get rid of him. He's always there. There's always that tie. There's always that bond. Even if you don't answer his calls, which I I still don't because me and him just don't agree. Mm. You know, he still sends me messages every day. And, you know, every now and then I'll read them. And, like, you know, when I try to reach out to him or, like, I try to respond to it, he wants to escalate the conversation. He's like, you need to call me then. If you really love me, you're going to call me. I'm like, we're not talking, right? It's it's, it's how how unhealthy the whole situation is. Yeah. And it's sad, but I kind of have to do that. But... He comes in town, and he um, he comes in town. He's at this like little Super Bowl party or whatnot. This other guy tries to that I'm having a disagreement with, and for me having to disagree with somebody, I'm like I'm just not going to deal with him. Yeah, I got so much in my life, I don't have time for this kind of pettiness. This guy unfortunately didn't, so he's I guess trying to start trouble, and he starts trying to talk to my brother and starts talking bad about me. Mm-hmm. Still don't care. I got kids to worry about. I got a job to worry about. I'm not worried about it, right? And uh, my brother's like going to this covert, you know, double O kind of deep cover kind of incursions guy on to keep talking bad about him, get all this information from him. And he starts trying to hit me up. Like, I got some information for you, man. Someone's talking bad about you. I'm like, dude, I know you care about those things. I don't. Mm. Like, someone's going to talk bad about me. Let them. Yeah. Like. You know, I'm, I'm glad that you're getting all that out of your system. Keep talking bad until you feel better about me. Yeah. You know, and I still don't pay attention to it. Time passes and all of a sudden this dude's calling me up, freaking out. Right. The guy was talking bad about me. And I'm like, hey, what, what are you like? I don't like, dude, like you and me aren't really on a talking situation right now. Like, what's up, man? You're calling me at like two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning here. Right? And he's freaking out because apparently my brother <laughs> is threatening this guy like, like full-blown threatening this guy mm-hmm. um, over this whole him talking bad about me during that one time. And part of me is just like, all right, dude, look, I don't really care. I got to go, right? Yeah. Like, that's your problem. Yeah. Sure, it's about me, but ain't got to do with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I got I to send this. But in my heart, I was like, oh, my brother still loves me. <laughs> like, it's bad, right? It's like, oh, yeah. that's cute. He's still being the older brother looking out for his younger brother. Like, that's yeah. that's adorable. And I, like, like, it just, I don't know, it sounds weird, but like, in my heart, like, I love that, you know? Yeah. It showed that he still cared in his own weird way, you know, mm-hmm. his weird Joker love, you know? It's crazy. But, um, yeah, that turned into a whole little, a whole little thing where I'm just telling this dude, like, dude, like, you go do it. You know what I mean? Like, you're two grown men. Sort of yeah. out like grown men, but... 
Uh, drama. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. But I don't know. Let's just talk about family, though, because even with that history, right? And that's mm-hmm. what that is. That's that history that you feel mm-hmm. when you grow up with somebody and you're constantly around them and you're having all that shared experience and that and that, that commonality. Yeah. When even you have that gap between y'all where me and my brother have not had a conversation in seven years now. Jesus. No, no, take it back. We haven't, we haven't had a conversation in seven years. We haven't talked in five. Okay. Like, the guy would show up, like... Laid out yeah. in my backyard, Whew. right? Which I'm just thankful he didn't like break out a window to get in when it was yeah, cold, yeah. right? The part of me deep down would have understood because it was yeah. cold, but you yeah. know, like all right, whatever, it's a window, right? But you know, he couldn't get in, and I was passed out, mm-hmm. right? And we're upstairs, and he was downstairs. But no, he just like I come out for the morning to go to work, and there's my brother just hanging out on the floor. I'm like, bro. You know, call in, I'm going to be late, make sure he's fed, make sure everything's well with him and everything's moving. But, um, you know, it's like, you know, those those weren't conversations we had, right? We Mm -hmm. just talked as we're handling that business like that. But it's been that long. But even that moment that happened, like, probably a year or two ago, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, all those emotions, all of that. Yeah. You know, all that that coming up together, all that, you know, common experience and... Just every every emotion you felt up to that point is just there. Yeah. And that's why family's so so powerful and important, man. It is. That's that long that's that long talk about it. It is. But you know, it's it's funny though, because like I said, it's 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 all of it though. It's not just the hard times, but it's also him giving me that lecture when I was a kid. It was also the one time that dude tried to like throw a baseball at me, man. My brother like literally climbs what is it? We're inside of a dugout? Mm. He climbs he doesn't go around. He climbs <laughs> the fence. Jumped over the fence, chases the dude down, and educates him that that's not the best course of action, right? That's a brother. You know, yeah, you know, it's like that's, that's some touching stuff, you know, and you know, he's he, you know he's doing his work, he's yeah. doing his job, you know, part of his job, I guess, right there, right? Because the other part, obviously, is you know, again, you're not allowed to be a slave to your emotions, right? Yeah, yeah, right. You got to be that rock, you know. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Right, but I mean, that's what happens, though, you know. So. <laughs> coming at me bro yeah but fun times well this will be the last man yes sir <laughs> I gotta save something right yeah get in trouble <laughs> gluten free though oh that's dope so reflect on that one well um thank you for coming on yeah, sorry, I only talked about photos for ten minutes. No, no, no <laughs> the whole point, like, uh, I, Rachel told me that when she hit you up, um, you were like, you know, I don't do music, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I don't do any of that. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, lately I've been doing music people just because you know that's the easiest for me right. to talk to because people, you know, I do music, but like I'm interested in so much stuff. Like I want to do photography and videography and stuff like that, and I want to like just have conversations with everybody. I'd love to have some doctors on. I actually hit up some um, the University of Memphis like professors. I hit up some of them. I found their um, emails on a website. I don't even remember what the one I guess it was just the University of Memphis website. And but none of them responded at all. <laughs> but I just want to have all kinds of people on because like every story that you told, no matter what it was about might have helped somebody. You know, it might have gave right. somebody some information. So just you whoever you are as to somebody like might have 
giving them, you know, a little bit of insight. You know, you taught me about the, the child thing. I didn't know that. So yeah. <laughs> again, again, it's tr- even if, taking it as yeah, well. even if, if even if it's true or if it's false, it doesn't matter. Like it's it's something. You know what I mean? Right. So it's I try to have as many diverse people on the show as possible. But it's it's awesome having people you know who who are an expert in their. Uh, in their field, you know, you take phenomenal pictures, and so Thanks, I was sir. like, "Yeah, I've got to have this guy on. Just you know, just pick his brain." Yeah, we, didn't even, we didn't even talk about that, man. I mean, yeah, we have. <laughs> you, want, you want to discuss that, dude? I mean, I brought my camera with me, Maybe so we can, to, yeah, we could we could absolutely go over that. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you have a question? I mean, yeah, but we got plenty of time. Uh, actually, so what what camera are you using? All right, so I got a. Um, uh, I like this. Is great time to bring us up. All right, it's a. Um, Long story behind this one too, I guess. I'm gonna talk too many stories. This is a Sony A7R3. Okay, so I have the A7 III. I don't have the A7R. So, okay. You actually I'm gonna let you explain. Explain to people the difference between uh, Sony's R series and then they're just other other uh, cameras, I guess. So basically uh, the R just means professional. Which is actually the truth, right? So they expect the person who's out there working every day getting paid to buy the R and then whenever they sell the ones without the R they actually strip away a lot of the features an example being uh, this one has almost twice the megapixels as the 3 does Mm -hmm. which is funny though because the 3 actually does better videography Mm -hmm. isn't that interesting I did not know that Um, just a fun fact just the way it works a lot of certain dials and things on this thing they take away to make it more affordable. Now, here's the funny part, though. At the price point that the A7 III is, it really should be the one you get. Mm. The truth is, the megapixels that are on in like an A7 III, 24 megapixels, all day you can use that for print on a magazine, and it'll look amazing. In fact, if this was on the picture I'll take with one double, if you took it, put it on a piece of paper, size of a magazine, we couldn't tell. Okay. It isn't until you get to very large format. Like a billboard or something like that. Uh, a little big. I mean, even on a billboard, you can use like two megapixels. Okay. Because you're seeing this from so far away. Oh. Um, so view distance comes into play. Because, you know, you get those big circles, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then if they go back far enough, it makes like small circles that yeah. turn into the image. So if I wanted something, say, the size of this wall, like this wall, yeah. and I want it to be magazine quality. Mm-hmm then I need that higher megapixel to make that a reality. So like posters or something like that. This also does great for like weddings and stuff because I could just take a picture randomly and be like, oh, all this three quarters of this is garbage. But this one little corner looks amazing. Mm. And you can crop it down. It gives you that freedom to do that. Now, the question is, is that, you know, worth the extra like $1,500? Maybe. Right? Maybe. 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 That's that's a gig. If you're doing, yeah, if if you're doing weddings and you're doing stuff like that. And that's sort of the whole thing. And it's like, I think there's the biggest problem everybody does is put a stigma on things, right? Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, oh, you got the, you got the R, so it's a professional one, right? <laughs> no, you're using, um, okay, I got, a, I got a real fun one for you. Go ahead. Okay, so I had a, uh, had a DSLR, full frame, Dodge using, um, with press pause when I first started. What brand was it? Nikon. Nikon. And I fell in love with a Nikon uh, D7500. Mm-hmm. This is an APC camera. Right, this is not considered professional by any means, mm-hmm. and I, I just I don't know why, but I just fell in love with it because it was it was a little bit lighter. Um, it felt better in the hands to me. Um, it didn't feel like like Sony, unfortunately, still does not feel right in the hands. It feels like a toy. Yeah. Right. But there's several things I have up on 
um, my Instagram and my website that are done with that D7500, because especially like until recently when I got this one and I switched over to the Sony system, man, I was using that just nonstop. Yeah. I was using it almost exclusively because I loved it so much. I just, I just appreciate it so much. And the funny thing is nobody ever called me out on it. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever said, hey, man. Like, I can notice a megapixel 2 missing here. Yeah, yeah. No, nobody picked up on it. Yeah. Nobody said anything about it. Nobody said anything about the quality on it. And I absolutely <laughs> love the machine. And the more nobody called me out on it, the more I use it. Like, let's, keep this. <laughs> let's keep it going. Because I, I like it, right? Because I, I enjoy yeah. using it. Now, I did eventually switch over to Sony. Mm. And the reason being, actually, of all things, uh, cosplay. Mm. Um, cosplay has, of all things, even though there's not a lot of it, I don't think there's a lot of it on my Instagram, really, um, I don't think so. has lately become the biggest piece of my pie. Hmm. People wanting cosplay photos. Yeah. You know, like the one you're talking about, the lady down in the water. Yeah, those were phenomenal, rat. dude. Cosplay. Those right? are amazing. But they've been getting the most amount of traction. And as I went through and I studied these things, I saw that I, just, I love the, the skin color that comes from the Sony. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, you want true to life, nothing beats an icon. I hate to stop you right here, but that is something that I've actually heard the argument for Canon. People have said that Canon has the better color grading. So what do you think about that? I think Canon has that bright, airy, dreamy, bar none to anything else. I think when it comes to sort of that mystical, whimsical, fluffy, airy, um, sort of like, if you wanted to make a bright and airy in my mind, Mm -hmm. nothing is going to beat that Canon. The Canon color... Mm -hmm. You, you shoot it with that light coming back behind so it's backlit, right? Um, make sure that you're overexposed just slightly yeah. because Canons do great with being overexposed so you can still kind of bring back them highlights okay. where, like, in my mind, Nikon does better with the shadows, bringing back up the shadows. Um, not so much anymore. A lot of them are kind of... Everything's kind of melded together because technology is sort of best practice now. Yeah, yeah. But you can really get that bright, airy thing. So stuff like weddings, mm-hmm. I think if you're doing a wedding... Inside or outside? Um, outside. Outside. Outside, bright, shiny. Even in, even inside, as long as it's really bright. Like yeah. the whole idea of being bright. Uh, the more white and over the top there is, uh, I think Canon really does take the cake on that. Mm. I think it's, it's awesome for weddings. I think it's awesome for getting that really kind of whimsical look. When it comes to like photojournalism, getting true, authentic, what your eyes sees, colors, what's just, you look at it and you go, that's real life. That's authentic. Nikon, hands down, has it all day. I went to Sony because the truth is it looks processed. Their their color technology in my mind looks processed. It looks Mm. snappy. But we live in a world where everybody has smartphones. Yeah. And every picture you take on your phone goes to a thousand calculations. Mm -hmm. It's processed a million different ways before you even look at it. You take it in your head, it's instantaneous. Right? There's not a very smart computer in this. Yeah, yeah. Right? This is like this is like a this is like the old Nokia. Right? That's equivalent to power in this bad. I say that, but it's not probably not true. But yeah, yeah. It's not like a iPhone eight, which is a or eleven, right? Which is literally like an iPad in your hand. Yeah. Like there's the amount of calculations that you do when you do a photo is ridiculous. Yeah. It is crazy, it is insane, and the fact that it can do it at the rate that it does, that's why they make their money. It's not because the camera themselves are special. Nope. It's because the software is special. Okay. And that's the difference maker. Yeah. Um, in the whole thing. So um, I got this one just because it's more it it gives a modern feel mm-hmm. in the color technology, which 
you can always change them to match, but yeah. the skin's gonna look crisper. It's gonna look almost paler, which with cosplay, which is funny because that one, the first one with Angel Azareth was the first one I ever did in real cosplay. Um, was the first one that really kind of took off, and I had a couple of people hit me up afterwards after yeah. seeing it. Um, when I was like, okay, this is starting to get bigger, I want to get something that kind of moves more towards that area, more towards that space, because this seems to be getting the most traction. Yeah. Um, which was fast, way fast than anything else. Like, I thought it was going to be music for the minute there, because like music was overtaking portraits pretty yeah. fast, pretty heavy, and then cosplay out of nowhere just <laughs> spent. Oh. It just it was crazy. It was crazy how fast that came on. So I wanted to make sure I got something complimented it. And that's why I switched over to the Sony from um, an icon feel that gives it more of an authentic feel to more of a process over the top look. Because especially when you go into processing, you can make them look, it, it's easier. It saves time Yeah. over every edit to yeah. go through and make that sort of like over that top, you know, kind of, I want to say cartoonish, but I'd say more velvety kind yeah. of look. You yeah. know what I mean? You know. They want to be able to see that, and that's the reason I went with the Sony. So, what lens do you are you rocking? That's a thick lens, bro. It, oh my gosh, yeah, I love this thing. Actually, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and plug them too. I'm plugging the rock. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, this is actually a uh, Samyang 35 millimeter 1.4. Okay. And I I'm like gonna, it. I'm gonna go grab mine. I like it so much. I actually got the 85 1.4 from Samyang. So, third party lens. Takes absolutely amazing photos. The tracking works great in it. Uh, blown away by the uh, by the quality on it. Like I've been burned before with third-party lenses, you know, just not acting right. And I was really hesitant on it, but just sort of watching the reviews and everything like that. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna give it a shot. I'm gonna give it a chance. I looked at so many raw files. It's ridiculous. Absolutely love it. Like at the price point, everything else. I went with it. I went out and got a speaker brother, the 85. And sadly, I think those are the only two I've been using lately. <laughs> you <laughs> so know what I mean? 35 like, and 85? Just, 30, just 35 and 85. See, so I, when I got the Sony is when I started understanding the difference between, because I needed a lens. Like when I had the Canon, I was like just getting, I literally started getting a camera so I could shoot videos for myself. So I wasn't paying people to do videos. I was trying to save money. Right. So... Um, when I got the Sony, you know, I was like, I need a lens. So I started learning about lenses and then I learned the difference between a prime lens and what, what would you call another lens? Like something that's not just like one, one focal length. It's a zoom. It's like a zoom lens. Yeah. So, um, for those of you who don't know, a prime lens, uh, this is the education part of Romero Records podcast. <laughs> so a prime, a prime lens is just one focal length. So 24 millimeters. Um, this, that's what this Sony has on it right now. It's a 24 millimeter, uh, prime lens. And it's a uh, 1.4 is the, um, F stop. So, um, that's what I chose for my videos because right. I've heard, uh, what's the lowest you've ever heard? Like 12? Is there anything? Oh my god, no, there's six. There's six? Oh Jesus. That's like uh, I think there's a common and maybe something smaller than that, but there there's definitely a there goes into It's mostly a uh, fish fish eye. Yeah, fish eye. That's yeah. what I was about to say. So it goes into fish eyes, what it's called. So basically it starts looking like distorted on the edges. And um, but you can see it's just trying to make it it's like that bowl look. Like if you look into a fish bowl, oh. that's the look you start to get. So um 
But yeah, this is at 24, so it doesn't give you that. <laughs> well, I'm going to give you a quick quiz. You ready? Go ahead. What all does the focal length govern? I don't know. So what? So the importance of a focal length. Here's, it's fun. Okay, so <laughs> all right. So focal this is length. the meat and potatoes of the right, podcast. Here we, we finally got there, boys. We finally got there. Okay, so there's a lot of, that play a role in it. It's not just um, how big the picture is. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna turn it this way so everybody can see me. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, so let's say you start off with like a 24. It's about this big. It's actually wider than what the human eye can kind of perceive. Mm-hmm. When you go to 35, it shrinks in. So you get a smaller depth of field. Yep. Or not depth of field, but a smaller uh, range of vision, I guess. And then you go 50, which will be about sort of the equivalent to what the human eye can see. Okay. And then you come into like 85, 135, and it starts – it really closes in that window. So – it's how much of the scenery do you want? So let's say you want to take a photograph of Bob in a park. You go to the 24. You see Bob. You see the whole park and the sky and everything else. Let's say you just want Bob in a field. Well, then you go with the 50. There's Bob. There's a field. Let's say you just want a picture of Bob. Well, then now you're into the, you know, the 85 or the 135 um, because now it's just him. Just Bob. Now here's the next part. You could say, well, okay, can I just back up? Can I just step backwards? Right? Mm-hmm. So I got the 24 like this. If I just want Bob, I'll just get in Bob's face. What's up, Bob? How you doing? <laughs> can you do that? Absolutely. There's nothing to stop you from that. Now, there is something called lens distortion, mm-hmm. where you stretch out certain features of the face. We live in a world of Lightroom, where a click of the button, fix that, yeah. and it's close enough. You know, most people won't notice. They'll never see it. Um... The real value comes in what you see behind Bob. Mm. So I have these three things here, right? Let's put the shot glass here. Let's put this uh, glass here. And then we'll put the bottle there, right? So if the camera is right here and it's filming this and I got something like a 24, 35 millimeter on it, Mm You're going to see a lot of space here. Yeah. You're going to see it way pushed back. It's going to really extend it out as far as you can go. So when you're on Instagram and you're looking at those photos where it's like some chick's legs like at the camera and then like it looks like her body's like 50 yards away. <laughs> she has like, like, man, look at them legs, baby, right? Yeah. It's real exaggeration. That's basically what they're doing. They're, they're, they're really stretching out that body by using that smaller um, – uh, focal length. Also, uh, sorry, sorry yep. the uh, real estate. Real estate does the same trick. We're killing the magic. But yeah, <laughs> killing the magic every day, buddy. But uh, real estate, they'll use a smaller focal length because um, if you're ever looking up, if you're in the market for renting a house or buying a house and you see a house and it looks like the room is massive, they could be using like a, a 16 or as he said, as small as six, but no, you wouldn't do that. they would use like a, a smaller focal length to make the room appear bigger than what it really is. Cause if they use like an 85 or a 105 or something like that, the room is going to look smaller because they're taking a picture of a smaller space. I'm going to, I'm going to bust some bubbles here. Let me touch on this real first. Let me finish this ahead, real quick. Go okay, real quick. I'm going to get back on this and then I'm going to go right back on that one. All right. So real quick though, but if you use a longer length, it squeezes it all together. 
So these would look, this would look so much more majestic and it would look like it's right here next to it. Mm -hmm. So like if I'm standing like 500 yards away from a bridge and use that big focal length, like an 85 or 135, it brings that bridge up right behind me. Mm. So this way it looks really big and majestic as opposed to using like a 35, which would push it way further and make it look a little tiny bridge. Mm. And you're like, I think there's a bridge back there. So that's why that's important. And it's important for you to know what you're using whenever you're going out there and what effect you want to get. Not only how much do you want to see, but how you want the background and the foreground to interact. And then we go to death of field later. But talking about the real estate, here's a fun fact. You don't always want to use the big wide one. Let's say you want to go out there and do it yourself and you have like a... Um, a camera laying around you're like i'm gonna take my own photos don't just rely on that 17 millimeter that's on your kit lens to set it back you know put a long exposure on or even bracket the exposures and let it go don't do that the truth is you want them to fill the picture still mm. even though you're selling something you still want them to fill something you know what I mean? Sure, give them an idea that, okay, there's two windows and some walls, right? But, I mean, it's, it's a room. You're going to know that. Yeah. You could accomplish more by taking a photo with a, like, 50 millimeter, which is tighter. Yeah. Of a rocking chair next to the window with the light coming through it. Mm. And an expecting mother would see that and be like, yes. Yes, absolutely, yes. Like, this is the house now. I can see this. I can now feel this. Yeah. Sure, I can see the big, wide-open one where everything's elongated and nobody can fix a perspective in Lightroom for the life of them for some reason because it's a <laughs> click of a button. But, sure, I can see the room. But you really want to sell that. You create that emotion, yeah. right? Sure, you declutter and you get everything out of there and you make sure that they can see themselves in there. You get rid of all the personal stuff. But, like, a rocking chair with light coming through it, maybe just a hint of a crib in the background, right? Come on, man. Mm. Right? It's going to create that feeling. It's going to make them want to get it. Yeah. Like, whenever me and my wife, <laughs> we were trying to buy a house up in Seattle back when we lived there, and uh, it is such a horrible market up there when we were trying to buy a house mm. whenever my first daughter was being... Um, you said Seattle? Yeah, we're up. That's where, we, that's where I met her. It was up in the uh, Washington area, right? Seattle area. And we tried to buy probably like... Golly, how much? How many? It was like 30, 30 offers we put in. Jesus. And we got none of them. Oh my god. None of them. Oh my gosh, it was so crazy. It was b crazy bidding war, dude. Like it was insane. And it was it was right. It was right as we're like I won't say we're climbing out of the recession, mm -hmm. right? But it was insane. But there was this one house. It was brand new construction. My wife hates brand new construction, but hates it. And she thinks it's sketchy. She just, she 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 likes rustic, man. She grew up in the sticks, bro. Like, her whole life was just picking up sticks, literally, and clearing out, you know, Fair blackberry enough. brushes. You know, it was crazy. And um, she had horses and everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she's used to that. She she was used to, there was only one road into town. <laughs> that was it. One road down. Yeah. When it iced, it was bad. You just pray to God that, you know, bus doesn't go off, right? I mean, yeah. that's how that was there. So... To her, like, new construction just doesn't feel good. doesn't feel homely. Mm -hmm. But we're walking through this place, and we're kind of looking at it. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of nifty. I kind of get it. And I don't really know. We come upstairs, and we go down this little hallway, and she's still talking bad about it. She walked into this room, and there was a crib, and the light's just peeking through with a little bit of dust in the air. 
and she just she is pregnant, right? She walks up, she grabs that thing, and she looks and she goes, "We're buying this house," like, boom. Oh man, boom! Whole time she's talking bad about it, right there. She got that feels in her. Wow. And that was no conversation, no nothing. Like that's that's where obviously we lost it, but yeah. you know, it's really one of those things of like that's how that's how it worked. Now we could have gone through and we could have got another one built, right? But she didn't want another one built. No, yeah. it's that house, that spot, that room, because that emotion, that connection. Mm-hmm. So it's it's one of those things when you think about that, right? And you're thinking about what you're selling, branding, everything like that, right? To get back on that one. It's that feeling. And that's that's the funny thing about photography. It's not just a there's a science behind it mm-hmm. all day. But it's how you implement that science that creates the art. Yeah. And that's why just showing a room with a rocking chair in it and a crib, you're like, I get it. So that was someone's nursery. Yeah. Seeing that moment and that having it to where someone could picture themselves there, that's gonna make that sell. That's yeah. gonna make it fire. Yeah. Letting somebody know that not only here's these amenities, here's what you have, here's here's what it is, but here's a place that you can see yourself at. Mm-hmm. Here's what you can see yourself doing. This is going to be your vision when you're here, what you're seeing, how you're looking at it. Yeah. And so that way, so saying that, sometimes that tighter shot is a shot you need. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not about seeing the hallway where you can see the actual walls. Yeah. Sometimes it's about the view you have at the end of that hallway that's going to make you more excited. Just an FYI. Um, can you explain a little bit of... So when, while you were saying all that, I was thinking about Boca. And, yep. uh, is that how you pronounce it? Boca? I mean, I guess. <laughs> I, think, I think it's kind of like... Some people are like, Boca, Boca. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a, like GIF. Some people say GIF and GIF, like the, yep. the G-I-F. But so uh, this is my explanation. Mike can give a different explanation. But basically... It's like when you bring something and you're taking a picture and the background is like blurry, mm-hmm. and then the image that you're trying to capture is in the foreground and uh, everything else is kind of in the background. And it's kind of a little blurry. Um, how do you feel about the different, like the focal length, or not the focal lengths, but with the, uh, the F-stops? Um, so what's, what's the F-stop on that one? Uh, wide open, it's 1.4. 1.4. So this is also, this is 24 millimeters, 1.4. Uh, you uh, paid some money for that one, buddy. Yeah, it's a G Master. <laughs> I yeah. saw it. Yeah. I think this, so this camera was like 1700 mm-hmm. or 1800 An amazing this, price, by the way. Yeah. For this lens was 1300 <laughs> <laughs> So the lens, so that would be like, for instance, I can't take pictures without this lens. You can't drive a car without tires that would be like paying 20 grand for a car and then paying 18 grand for tires that would <laughs> that's almost the equivalent <laughs> to what's going on right now so well there's a difference between uh you know your everyday runner and your uh, racing slicks right? yeah. <laughs> and you got racing slicks bud yeah that's exactly no i mean that is that that, that camera right there is the one that um like vloggers swear by mm-hmm. do you know why i don't Okay, so here's here's the pitch on it. The camera or the lens? The lens. The lens, okay. Um, the pitch on it is the 24 millimeter works out really good for you can get your shoulders up in frame, mm-hmm. still get enough of the background because it's wide enough, but because you are so close to the picture, it'll blur it out mm-hmm. enough with that 1.4 because the wider 
the view is, the more things are going to be in focus. Yeah. Right? There's, um, there's less of the depth of field there. But whenever you get something close to it, you can push the back out. And whenever you got like a 1.4, it really, really helps really blowing out that back. Now, the problem is, is that you need your face in focus. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and what can sometimes happen is if you're too close to it, your nose will be fuzzy and your <laughs> eyes will be sharp and your ears are gone. That's happened to me before. And that's why you're typically going to have it to where it's shoulders up. Mm-hmm. Right, and you may not even go down to one point four. You can sometimes bump it up to like a F two. Yeah. Right to f- get it out. It depends. It depends what your facial structure is. It depends. Well, honestly, how long your nose is. Yeah. Right. That's what it comes down to. Um, and because of the way it is, and the great tracking in it, because it's a um, native lens, you can have that kind of on that autofocus, and it's quiet enough that it's going to get you. Now, ideally, you're still going to want to use your external mic, so this way it doesn't hear the motor running. Yeah. But that's going to be the ideal situation. And that's why that's preferred. It's for vloggers mm-hmm. more than anything else. Like, don't get me wrong, 24 is still great for doing photos and stuff. But, it's, I mean, it's perfect. An example being if you use it in this setup here. Yeah. You know, it would, it would work great for something like that. Now, there would, there's not enough separation here mm-hmm. between us and this wall to really get that Correct. separation. You'd want to use light, so you'd have to have a light from these sides. And we're going to get into the concepts of um, lighting with videography, which, though similar to... Um, photography in every sense of the word because you know, you know videography is just like a whole lot of pictures yeah, right yeah at the same point it's a little bit harder in my mind and I have a lot of photography will get upset there but <laughs> in, my, in my head like videography lighting is so much harder I've, to I've work with I've got a friend with. who just does photography he doesn't even mess with videography yeah it's, it's really hard to really control all that light consistently and that often especially with moving people yeah um which is why photography looks, you know, so great because you're getting that one moment that lights just right and everything like that. And uh, when you have that constant movement, it's it really makes you blown away when you realize what uh, movie studios do mm-hmm. to make what they got. But that one right there, that is a that is a in my mind, I've always seen it as a um, more so a vlogger lens, mm-hmm. more so than photography. Now, don't get me wrong, for like landscape, awesome, mm-hmm. right? Still life, probably awesome, right? Um, people. It depends. Uh, mm-hmm. Modern for, modern portraiture, sure, right? It absolutely work. Um, you know, you're allowed to use non-conventional, like 35, yeah. non-conventional portrait lens. Um, you're allowed to use it for that. Yeah. So I think I think it's an awesome lens. It's an amazing lens. Um, I that's the reason why it's so blown up though, is that shallow depth of field that comes with a 1.4. Okay, so I guess we're talking about the Boca, right? I guess we're going to yeah, depth yeah. of field. Yeah. Okay, so. Basically, the way it works is the lower the number, the big, the more light's coming in, right? So you got to think of it like dividing mm-hmm. or some, something like that, right? So if you divide one by 1.4, it's going to be um, greater than like one divided by like 35, mm-hmm. right? Or something like that. Yeah. So the, the idea there is it's very... It's letting in a lot of light at 1.4. So bokeh can actually be in front as well. It doesn't necessarily have to be behind you. Yeah. It's just on a focused light. And because it can't focus on it, it starts dissipating, dispersing. You know, I, I forget the actual term. I had to know the term. <laughs> do. Um, uh, what the actual one is, but it, it just starts going away. And the wider the... Uh, the wider the aperture is, 
the lower that number is, the more bouquet you will get. Mm -hmm. And the crazier these lights will be. So if you want to run a test, you would say you get your 1.4 and you get some Christmas lights and you put them in the background on the wall and you focus like on this point here where they're back there. And you're going to see those lights just huge because all that light's just stretched out everywhere. Mm -hmm. Well, whenever you start bringing in that um, aperture, making it smaller and smaller so less light can get through, those lights aren't going to be so big anymore. Yeah. Because they're small. Because it's a smaller area for them to get into. Yeah. And instead of it being these big, beautiful bouquet balls, they kind of turn into your standard kind of bouquet blur in the background where it gets a little fuzzy. So... With it being fuzzy behind and something crystal clear, that creates that depth of field because it allows you to focus on what you want because your eyes don't focus on things that are blurry because it doesn't matter. You, your eyes naturally focus on what's crisp and clear and it can understand easily. Yeah. And that's what creates that sort of separation, that sort of 3D look that sometimes people get um, by looking at it is that, that bouquet being in the background and that depth of field. That gets lost when you start bumping it up. So... A lens is sharpest at like f8. It's typically understood to be the sharpest of most lenses. Not say all lenses, mm -hmm. but yeah. So I'm sorry, I'm not gonna have a lot for me. I don't care. I don't care. It's like f8. Um, it's like pretty much a standard is gonna be where it's at. Now, here's a problem. There's no okay. I mean, sure, you can if you get, like, a long enough focal length and someone's, like, way out there. Yeah. But for the most part, that's cut out because the light's so small that everything becomes crisp. Mm. Right? And you either need more time or you need, like, you know, a bunch of other... And it gets into talking about using your camera manually. Yeah. But that's what it becomes down to, and it depends on the look you're looking for. Let's say you're doing fashion. Let's say you're modeling clothes. Right? Most of the time, I'm going to shoot you at an F8. Because I want that crispness. I want that detail, right? Mm -hmm. You know, someone's looking at that clothes going, oh, is, is that like some kind of embroidery there? And they're going to want to zoom in and take a look at that, right? And I want mm -hmm. all that detail to come out there. Okay. Right? So that's where, that's where that, something like that comes in. Now, let's say you want to take a picture of somebody and just have the focus on the person. That wider open aperture is going to create that separation so you can really focus on the person themselves yep. and not worry about anything else that's going on in there. And, I mean, there's a thousand things and it depends what you're going for. I mean, honestly, some some fashion things, you'll see somebody who's just, you know, them and just like a piece of clothing that's in focus and the rest of it's kind of blown out and everybody's happy with it. Yeah. But for the most part, if you're doing, if you're doing fashion, you're cranking up that, uh, that F-stop to make some quality. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I basically, I try to shoot an F1.4 whenever I have the chance. Um, I never thought of that. That was really good info you said about the two, about, um, you know, if you're vlogging or something like that. That's pretty interesting. I never thought about that. Usually, like, so in this room, like, I'm using this, um, by the way, I, I have a kit.co. Do you have a kit.co? Nope. You need to get one. You need I'm, to get one. I'm lazy. Do you we, know what we that is? literally went over that. <laughs> Do you know what that is? Enlighten me. So kit.co is a website. They actually were kit.com, but they changed to kit.co. I don't know why. Chipper. Um, <laughs> no, it is. Less letters? No, I mean, they, 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 they let it out to where it used to be com.gov.org, mm -hmm. right? Okay. And then um, 
they said, okay, we can't have everyone's website be like really long. Yeah. So they loosened it up. So now you can have dot .info, dot .whatever, mm-hmm. and .co is a whole lot cheaper. Oh, okay. So that, that extra dot it whatever. probably saves thousands oh, a month. Wow. So, yeah. That's crazy. I did not know that. But uh, so the website is literally set up to where like you can put all the equipment that you use. And so it's, it's mainly for like really famous people who do what they do so um like you know marcus brownlee is he does like a lot of like tech videos and stuff on youtube and he'll like i want to say i don't know it's a young black dude um super super peppy in his voice yeah like he does uh he plays ultimate frisbee he's known for that too but he basically has um a lot of videos where he's like reviewing tech stuff yeah. and it's usually like phones or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think I think another guy. But he um he's got one and like um Peter McKinnon's got one. Right. And people like that, but it's for it's so you can see what like the professionals are using. And it doesn't have to be photography. It could be anything. Like anything that you see a professional doing you can see their equipment. Like, they right. like, hey, this is what I use. So I've got a kid.co, and I've, it's uh, that newer ring light is on there. But so anyways, I said all that to talk about the lighting in this room. Right. So I've got this one window in here, and um, I usually keep it closed, and I usually use this newer ring light. I want to get another ring light, and I thought about, like, even while you were talking about the lighting in here, I was thinking about getting another light in here. I don't, I use these just for the cool factor. These are not for like lighting it. <laughs> no, no, that's, right. it's like when it's nighttime and I'm in here like making beats and stuff like that. Like that's what these lights are for. But, um, yeah, so I usually, I'm usually in 1.4 trying to let as much light in. If it's like super bright outside, like a nice day, like it is today, you know, I'm going to have to turn it down to whatever. But, um, my, I think I looked up some guy and he was like, this, it was one of those videos like, this is what you should put your camera at or your a7 III at. So, um, I like his suggestions. Sometimes it's a little too dark. So his ISO is always at 100 for 4k and his shutter speed, I think is at like 250. And, um, I can't remember what his 1080p he shoots a uh, 1080p at 120 frames per second at something else. I forgot. And his 4K is at 24 frames per second. Um, those were his specs for that, but I can't remember what he shot, what he shoots the uh, 1080 at, 120 at. But um, yeah, so that's like I usually I'm I'm staying at the the 1.4 for my um, for my aperture, but it's it's worked out pretty well. Sometimes in this room, you're you're talking about the vlogging earlier. I'll have to. I have to turn that ISO up a little more just because of that. The last video I put on Instagram, for some reason, it looks fine on the computer. And then when I look at it and I post it, I'm like, oh, my God, that was too dark. (laughs) It was way too dark. So I have to change it. Um, I need to change. I need to make sure I I like look at it and really evaluate it first. Because when I'm... Like, I'll shoot certain videos and post them on Instagram right. with, with this instead of just, like, my phone or something like that. And, um, I mean, it's just me talking to, you know, the people who follow me. But 
so it's not too important. And that last one was a little dark, and I'm kind of upset about it, but I'm like, ah, it's just a video. You know what I mean? I'm just talking to people. But, um, yeah, I need to turn up my exposure a little bit more, probably at like, I don't know, maybe 400 or so, because I had this at 1.4. So it needs to be probably like, probably about 400 so i think i had it on 100 and with a newer ring light it's it's pretty bright as you as everybody who's watching this video right now they can see it's pretty bright but um yeah those are just like minor changes i have to make to it he's about to drop some knowledge he's, thinking, know, yeah. right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> right, he's so, thinking right now well there's 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 a lot there right and, there, and there's a lot to consider and so you're aware of World of Warcraft, right? Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and I, I give the explanation to the audience, right? Um, basically, it's a video game. Yeah. And you start off really tiny. And you can't do anything but like hit something with a stick. Well, you hit enough stuff with a stick, and eventually you can hit something with a stick, and then you can throw something. You do that enough, and eventually they give you a third thing you do, like throw a fireball. So I have a fireball, a rock, and a stick. And you do that long enough, and you get more and more stuff. As time goes on, you understand the concepts of what you're doing, and then you can effectively play the game, right? You kind of have to do them reps. So as we're talking about the lighting, right, and from a photographer's standpoint, light is everything, 100% everything. Um, you need to know exactly what the light's doing at all times for you to get a right photo. So, an example being, the light we have here, basically we have a one light setup. We have one light, it's directional, it's coming across from the side. This is the only sight everybody else sees, so it's kind of flat. Yeah. Right, so it's gonna be a flat image. But if you're filming from this angle, you have this very dramatic look. We have these hard shadows. I think you can see it on me, right? Yeah, I can see it. Hard dark, shadow dark here. Dark side, bright side. And that, that changes a lot. Now, light can do a lot of things. So like one, you have this sort of flat light setup that makes everything just, like I said, flat. There's no depth. You can't really see how long someone's face is. You can't see sort of like, you know, this, someone's cheek stick out a little bit further because you don't have perceptual conception. You don't know how deep the moon is, Yeah. right? The tip of the moon, right? The very front part of the moon you can see and the very back side of the moon you can see looks like a big circle. Yeah, that's what right? I was about to bring up. This is like, so if you're watching this, this is like the dark side of the moon for us. Yeah. Like you're seeing this, you know, the bright side. This is the dark side of the moon for us. Now that shapes everything. So now let's say you went to a two light setup. Let's say you had a brighter light on that side and a little bit less bright on this side, right? A little dimmer. Mm -hmm. You would create more texture in the face and it would give more dimension to us when you did that. Here's the problem, and I think you may see this in the films, you kind of have this part where you still kind of blend in a little bit in the background. Um, due to the focal length, it does look a little bit more extended than what it is, but there's not a huge separation between it. Now, if you were to get a light and give us a rim around the edge, we know from looking at somebody in the sun that if there's light on them, but not the thing behind them. We know their space. Yeah. Psychologically, we interpret it and we understand that. Yeah. On us, if we see light coming from like, let's say here or here, giving us sort of a rim, 
on around our hair or something like that, we'll know that there is substantial distance now yeah. between us and that. Even if it's just right there and it's just cut a certain way to push it, it's just going to shove that even further back perceptually in our minds as we perceive it. So it's really one of those things of... Um, in the game, the reason World of Warcraft, in the game, the reason they don't give you everything at once is because you have to learn how everything works before you can use it harmoniously at the end. Mm. And I think the same concept applies to videography and photography, right? You start off with a camera and you start recording. And then you start understanding depth of field. Mm -hmm. And then you start understanding this and that. And really, you know, even though you at first understand, hey, I need light, it does take a long time. And I do think it's probably the hardest thing to learn is how to shape and control it, how to really manipulate it. Yeah. When is the best time to use the light, you know? Um, I think back to, I took, there's a photograph on my Instagram, I don't know if you saw it, of a um, young lady with, um, with sunglasses in her hands, red hair laying down, and there's a white line there. And it's kind of using the floor and some chalk and not chalk, but uh, whatever, like paint, mm. you know, they're making a line there. And it's kind of a weird force section of um, over the square to really bring your focus into one spot, which is her face, yeah. right? Just brings it in there. Now I have another one though of her at another corner and that one's sort of flat lighting. So that doesn't matter, but same person, we're in Overton Square and there's a spot where in the parking garage lights coming in and the dad was getting a photography and I was talking about the light and I was like, this is, this is what I really want. This light only exists for like five minutes in this one part of the day. And if we're going to get it, we're going to get it now. Right. Yeah. And she had, she has long, beautiful hair. So I want to make sure I kind of got that light um, to come in. So as she's standing there and her whole head lights, as soon as she's like, she's standing in one spot and I ask her to back up, just go back one step. Mm -hmm. And she goes back one step and that light hits her and instantly the whole image changes, right? And her dad's like, I get it. <laughs> you know, like, oh, I understand man. why it had to be here and understand yeah. the time of the day and I, I, he got the whole thing, right? Listen, if you need pictures taken, and you're like, why am I paying this photographer a thousand dollars to take these photos? What everything he just explained is why. That's why a photographer not only has expensive equipment, you're paying for that equipment, but you're also paying for their knowledge, their wisdom, their expertise. Like the average person would have known what you just explained. That take hey, take one step back. <laughs> so that's what you're paying for you're if you're getting a real photographer and they know what they're doing you're getting their knowledge their wisdom their expertise and you're getting if you're getting a legit photographer you're getting your money your money's worth but continue so. no but i mean that's and that's the thing right it's understanding that light and understands what it does and how it how it functions so i would say you know you're talking about more lights and things the, the idea would be first, you know, figuring out what it is you want to accomplish, right? Like, what is it when you see, when you see the image, what is it that you want to do? And then you get the tools that you need. I think um, there's a guy online. I'm trying to give his name. Daniel, Daniel Norton? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> um, 
guy, guy's a photographer and he, and he gives these online lessons sort of he talks about a lot of stuff mm-hmm. um, but he does a lot of like a lot of like low level stuff but it's funny because I watch him often just because you never know what you forget mm-hmm. and sometimes there's like something that somebody thinks is basic and they never talk about it and then they say something and you're like oh my god that changes everything <laughs> <laughs> everything has changed yep, yep. <laughs> so um, but he touches he touches on all that and he talks about lightning and I think the thing I love which is so true is he says someone gets in someone gets into this and they start saying I need all these ghouls I need all these things I need all those things and you don't really know what it is you're doing mm-hmm. here's what you do you go out and you buy the one thing you need mm-hmm. and you use that until you need something else don't buy anything until you need it mm-hmm. and I think the one thing he leaves out, though, is you need to understand what it is you need, right? That's the yeah. first thing you need to establish. You need to understand um, what it is that you're looking for, what look you want, how you want to be presented. Mm-hmm. And then that's whenever you make that purchase. That's whenever you decide, hey, this is the route we're going, right? Okay. So if we wanted like sort of that rim, that sort of ring, I mean, again, right? I mean, let's let's talk about the room, right? Yeah. Can I do that? Yeah. yeah, yeah the room? Right. Okay. So in here inside the rooms, we kind of have, um, what is that? Kind of a brownish beigeish, right? Yeah, yeah. And on the walls, that adds a color cast, right? It's going to make it warmer. Yeah, it just is. It's just how how it works. That's actually why I chose. So, you, I mean, I don't know if you really pay attention to the downstairs, but it used to be like it wasn't like this color green, but right. it was an ugly color green. <laughs> ugly I hated color. it, and I found out that the previous owners actually painted the house that color. So I don't know what the original color of the house was, huh. but it was like an ugly like green color. It was, right. it was it was terrible. But so we repainted the house close to this color. It's more of like a tanner color downstairs, but that's what the living room is. So yeah, th- we painted it that way. Because it's more of a warmer right. tone, like it's it's kind of like a good mood. You see, like um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, they all have in common the color blue because it's supposed to be happiness. You're supposed to go to the app and be happy. So we we wanted something that was a warmer color, not like a. You, you don't see a lot of people's living rooms black because <laughs> it's a dark, you know. Yeah, that's true. Dark line there. So yeah, but anyways, continue. So. We have this light here, right? Now, here's the thing. Any color you have that's away from white, it's going to suck it in. Just yeah. the way light works, right? Now, what that will mean now is it's not so dark that it becomes a negative fill, which you think of light, it adds brightness, right? If you have black next to you, it's going to suck away. It doesn't suck away light. It just adds more shadow. Let's put it mm-hmm. that way. Yeah. Right? It adds shadow. So light adds light. Black adds um, shadow. It's going to have deeper, richer shadows in there. Now, with the light setup you have, it's sort of a flat light, right? Mm-hmm. But let's say you just wanted one thing to set up, right? Something to be thinking about here is, instead of buying a light, maybe I just need to paint like this right wall. Like, you have the blinds, right? Yeah. Maybe you just want more light coming through, right? More light in general. And you're going to have light coming this way on you, but maybe you want light coming this way as well. It might just be advantageous to paint that wall behind mm-hmm. you white. And then it'll reflect off and bounce back and fill back in this way. And that'll create the light you need. Yeah. Now, obviously, before you do that, I do recommend using like a whiteboard. <laughs> you know, confirm or deny said yeah. things. Yeah. But that's the thing. You think of light that way, right? Because it's bouncing everywhere. It's constantly going everywhere. If you were to paint this, replace this floor with just white, white shiny carpet, white, not, not carpet, it's sucking too, but because <laughs> it's crevice, you want flat. Yeah. So, um, 
like flat like stone or just like white tile mm. um, white walls and stuff like that this thing would be so much brighter your F, your ISO mm. you would have to you know drop that down mm. to get the same image because it's going to be so bright so much more lights bouncing around okay now that's going to change your image though right it's going to change what you're looking at it's going to change what you're doing um, the feel of it because again the color has not changed the brightness has now upped um, this color is going to look darker yeah the mat's gonna look darker all these things right um if you have light shining and really bright from this window hitting back behind you the back of you is gonna have more light on it almost creating separation so you get all these things you got to think about as you're doing these mm -hmm. and the funny thing is like when you're doing it like it bounces like bounces so you making one change in one corner it can absolutely change something in that corner yeah right and you got to be aware of these things and really it just comes down to time and we live in a wonderful age where you don't, you know what I mean? We live in a wonderful age where you can see it instantly. Yeah. So you can make them tweaks and make them alterations and figure out really dial in what you want. But you first got to start off with what you want. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it goes from something like say, um, so the ring light, what, how does the ring light work? The way the ring light works, it adds light everywhere. Yeah. Right. It creates a nice flat image. Why do you want flat? I don't know. You want flat cause you can't see pimples. Mm. Fun fact, right? There's no so depth on the on the face. Exactly, there's no depth. You can't see those cracks. You can't see them wrinkles. Mm. It's all flat. Everybody just looks like they're teenagers. Interesting, right? And that's uh, well, not teenagers. You get the idea, though. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the reason people like flat light. So what you would actually do is you have the let's say for vlogging, you have the camera go through the ring light, so this way there's light everywhere. Mm -hmm. Light coming up, light coming down, light coming from the sides, and you have a nice flat light that really shines on you, but because it's all right here, and if you have the background far enough, that kind of fades off and gets a little bit darker, yeah. and now you really pop mm. in front. Now, let's say you still want the background kind of lit up so they can kind of be like, oh, I'm in his living room. Oh, yeah. I'm here in this hanging spot. Then you have those lights behind you, not affecting you, unless you want like a little rim around you, mm. shining on the background. So this way you can bring up that color or bring up that light. So this way they can see it. And it helps if you add color, maybe a contrast color to what you're wearing mm -hmm. to really make you separate from it. Mm. Right. And I mean, there's, you see what I'm saying? There's, there's all these little baby steps, little small things you can do yeah. throughout everything in order to change the look. And it just comes down to what it is that you want to look like. Like, yeah. You know, um, you can just go old school. Like, I got you on a stick and I'm outside walking, right? Yeah. Like, this is just natural light. It is what it is. If you don't like it, get over it. You can do the really polished one. Like, what's the really polished one, right? You got your ring light. You got your camera going through it, right? You got the uh, separation light coming from this corner. Then you have the backlight lit up in a contrasting color to really frame you out. And then if you really want to go over the top, the question is, what do you want to give? a more authentic homely feel you're yeah. going to go warmer temp if you want something more um and colder and industrial you're going to go with a lower temp right you're going to you're going to bring that white balance down um i know like in a studio i have a set temp that i use that i like to use and that's that's what i use whenever i'm taking like studio shots whenever i'm doing photography here's a tip for photography we mm -hmm. had a concert you ready for this um if you could change your white balance set it to flash mm. It keeps it neutral. It keeps it sane. So it's not constantly trying to judge or change or anything like that. And you can go back in afterwards and it gives you that ability to really adjust um, the colors on it. 
Because if you just set it to flash, that's just your, it's kind of like a naked light. Yeah. Right? And sure, you'll take a picture and sure, everybody will be blue. But you can kind of bring back some skin tone um, with that as you add more warmth to it. I got to pee real bad. You can talk and My bad. tell them whatever My bad. you want to. You're, you're, he, is, he is now hosting the American. <laughs> I'll be back in a second. So, looks like uh, held the man a little long. Sorry about that. But uh, that's the idea, and that's that's basically what you're going to look for. And again, it comes down to just shaping light. It comes down to knowing what light does and color and everything else. This is actually a celebration here for me. This is victory. Victory, I've won. I don't know what I won. Maybe lost. But just feel like I did something. All right. Um, so you got that shape. You got that light. It's a nice camera. Probably going to convince the guy to go out and take a few photos real fast. Uh, so he can kind of get used to it and see how it all kind of works. <sighs> I do know I need to let his wife... Ooh, I didn't look at his hand. Um, maybe I just got him in trouble. See, um, I have some of this. Some of this tequila. So, that'll be good. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> Make a little, little shadow puppets. I don't know. This is a very awkward part of the uh, the podcast here because I'm just talking to myself. Not a whole lot to say, man. Just a uh, just a man working on myself. We all got problems. We got things we're going through. But we're gonna get there, you know. Gotta have faith. You gotta believe. <laughs> I'm assuming this is all gonna get cut. Like, I really am. Like, I hope it's not, though. Don't get me wrong. Like, for real. I'm telling you right now, my heart. My heart of hearts. When I go back and I watch this on Cinco de Mayo, right? Lots of margaritas, bruh. Um, it's going to be great. I'm sorry about that, man. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, no, you're all good. Cool. I told him I was just a man. <laughs> give him the, the, just, just a man. Give him the whole thing. I'm sorry about that. I'm just a man. I'm working on me. Oh. So what are we talking? Oh, we're talking about the lighting in the room. Yeah, so that's that's something you need to, you need to think about on that one. It's just what do you want to accomplish, man? Yeah. Uh, so for this room, like I love the color. Like I always wanted this color. Right. Um, as I said, I painted my downstairs this kind of color. But um, honestly, like I bought this carpet because so that's literally what this is. It's just carpet. Um, I actually bought it because it was kind of soundproofing. Like, right. Carpet didn't sound, but um, that's that was pretty much it. And it's a lighter color. Like I got this from Costco, so right. they had a few choices of different like colors and or textures. And I was like, this this will do best on my wall. And uh, that was that was pretty much it. Like there was <laughs> there wasn't a lot of thinking. <laughs> Not into, a lot of thought like, in that one. Didn't sound. Don't be a terrible color. And that was pretty much it. And um, mm. So for as like as far as decorating wise, I don't know what I want to do with it. I thought about doing some painting in here, but I was like, ah, let me just uh, let me just keep it the way it is. I've seen a lot of like vloggers and stuff. They'll have like like the the generic brick background or something like that, or they'll have all kinds of different kind of things. But I was just like, yeah, let's just do this. It's a, I mean, it's, this is not a light color, but it's not. Right. It's not like a dark blue. It's not like dark red, like maroon, or it's not um, black. So I was like, this will be fine for 
a background, you know what I mean, for, right. for the podcast. So I was like, ah, let's just roll with it. So, so I guess I got a question. What's up? Like, I mean, how intense you want to get with this? I don't know. I right. don't know. I mean, that's, <laughs> I never really thought about it. Because I, mean, I was telling you, like, I mean, if you think about when I was talking about my... I have all this stuff going on, right? Mm-hmm. And I told my wife, my, my biggest fear is to blow up, mm-hmm. right? I don't want to get in a position where I'm getting a lot of traction and a lot of people want my work, which one, it's like a, sure, it makes you feel good. Yeah. Right? But at the same point, like, I got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Right? And there's some there's some liberty in, you know, just having something lined up, like, every other week as opposed to having something, like, every other day. Mm-hmm. That you kind of have that that freedom to still be expressive and stuff, you know, and not feeling constrained. And I'm I'm very blessed. I'm very blessed in that I still have the ability to do a lot of freedom yeah. in my shoots. So when you think about this though, you ask yourself how big you want to get. And I'm, I'm gonna put it this way: everything gets restructured in my mind, right? So let's say, okay, so how would you how would how would I change this presentation? Right? Let's let's step it up. Let's say it's gonna go full blown, right? Um, like all this would have to get changed, right? Like you have the person over here, they kind of get lost. You're like, literally, you're putting a hole in that wall to put mm-hmm. a camera in there, yeah. right? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You got a hole in the wall, got a camera over there, got it running up over this way, you got this coming here, you got lights coming here, you got to have one coming this way, you got to have the multiple camera shots. And I'm just thinking in my head, I'm like, my problem is that I would do that. <laughs> you know you know what I'm saying? Like, but I also am aware that I have problems like that. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like I, like I told my wife, I, I've got a business. What do you want me to do? i got to spend the money. i got to go out there and buy this, like, you know, 45 megapixel camera. It makes sense. Look, you don't know if i got to build something for a wall. <laughs> you don't know. See, because the thing is, I'm that kind of overtop guy. And yeah. I guess deep down, like, I... Like I appreciate sort of that that kind of I appreciate sort of like a rawness sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. And I, and I do kind of like the idea of like a uh, like I love like a one light setup. Like mm-hmm. in photography, like you can go, you can go crazy with like you can go yeah. so crazy to do something you can do with three lights. Like it's easy to be like I need eight lights for this, yeah, <laughs> and just go into town on it. And there's something to be said about the simplicity of just like boom, right? Something raw about it, something authentic yeah. about it. But at the same point, like you ask yourself like how far does raw and authentic get, right? You know what I mean? They're, again, the people on the radio are produced. Mm-hmm. We talked about that, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and there's something there. And it's sort of one of those things of like, at what point do you lose yourself? Because again, like all the, all these things change, right? It comes from like here to here because it's not longer blocking. You got like a, a camera there. You're going to have one in the hallway, right? Coming in this way. You're going to have one back behind this camera on you. And there's like now four cameras involved mm-hmm. and light for every person and all these things and a little separation thing, right? Yeah. And it turns into a whole song and dance. And at what point does it become it's just the show and the material itself is lost? Yeah. I mean, that's that's really what I wanted to like grasp from this podcast was the show that anybody could do this. Like, I literally... So this podcast actually started to give you a little history. It actually started. Um, I was in. I did this AAM program, and it's a Academy of Advanced Manufacturing. Um, it was for military veterans, and basically, they Rockwell Automation taught us everything about the, the like the automation industry. So that's what I do for a living. Actually, is. Um, I work at Owens Corning, the shingle manufacturer. I work for them as an automation technician. So I use like their PLCs and stuff like that. And I do a little bit of programming, but mine's with like ladder logic. I don't use, I don't know like C++ and all that kind of stuff. But um, 
Just so everybody knows, Python's the only true. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that bad. I'm I don't know. I don't know Python. I don't know C plus plus. I don't know any of that. Machine just... language is the one true language, but. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, it started there, and then I just um, a friend Nelson that I was mentioned earlier. He was the first person I had on, and then I had on like the other people I was classmates with. We're all veterans, so we had like military stories and stuff like right. that and then i you know when i moved here uh, i was like let me just bring on memphis people and then just start like finding people who have businesses or just who you know who, who just have good stories and then just start bringing them on right. and whatnot and um so yeah i i had no ultimate vision like i'm just like I'm just doing it. So, did you see like some of my older podcasts? Yeah, I, w- I went. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> went to the archives. Yeah, so, you know, in Milwaukee, uh, when I was with like all the AM people, we had that like table, and we were in. And me, me and Nelson, and then uh, me and Dustin, and some other people, we we were in that one room that had like the table, and then it had that background. It looked like a like a manufacturing place or something like a billboard in the background and then uh or a school board and then we moved to another room and we did a couple podcasts in there right and then when i moved we actually lived on far drive so it's it's a down a little bit of ways down here uh, down this road and um i just had like the the microphone stands and that's all we were doing was just microphone stands. me and rachel did some and then me and trey stafford amber russell and I, I'm not sure who else, but we just had like microphone stands. And then I was like, I need a table. <laughs> I was like, I need to get a table. This is so, like, I hate it. So I finally got a table and then I bought these. Like, I bought everything at the same time. Like, I got these, uh, the table, and I think the camera, like, all at the same time. Because, like, I want it to look professional. Right. But I don't really care about, like, it looking like amazing you know like some sort of youtubers paradise style background you know backdrop or whatever like i just want it to look nice but i don't really care about like how amazing it looks i'm I'm not trying to spend thousands of dollars on just the setup like i just want to get it looking nice and be done with it so yeah that's pretty much (laughs) how everything started and my vision for it no fair enough yeah like I, I like, like I like where we're at. I don't, I don't know what else other changes. Like yeah, it'd be nice to have different cameras. So like we had a point of view of you, right. And then a point of view of me. But uh, other than that, I but I mean, see, here's the thing though. I think a lot of back out back, background work happens. Mm-hmm. Even if you were to have all these multiple cameras, right? Every camera you got, you can basically just double your work. Yeah. Right. Every time you put a cut in, every time you do this, every time you pull the way there, that's just taking more and more time, right? And so th- this this is where you can make some Patreon and everybody contributes to make it worth it to up <laughs> that production quality, right? Link's in the description. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But I mean, that's what it comes down to, right? I mean, this is, it's a labor of love, yeah. right? And when you sit down and think about it, like right now, this, you're, you're like, you know, you're doing this because you love it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, this, this doesn't pay the bills. Yeah. And when you get to that point where, an example being, like, 
why did I switch to Sony outside of the cosplay? What was another driving factor? Um, I, I had a couple of very big shoots lined up, mm-hmm. right? Very big, like, weddings and stuff like that. Like, these things got to get taken care of. You know, obviously, Corona fixed all that for me. Mm-hmm. appreciate that. <laughs> but, um, you know, and I told myself this. It was really one of those things of, like, um, because I had these big moments coming up, it was important for me personally that, you know, I move up. Right. You know, this, the stuff I was using, even, even my full frame, it's a little bit older. Right. Well, it was older. Um, but got to make sacrifices, bro. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so, it's one of those things of, um, it's a little bit older and I wanted to upgrade. Mm-hmm. Right. It was important for me to make sure the highest quality thing was out there. And I made those sacrifices and I sold those things and I switched over. Right. And, um, you know, I, I went from having like, you know, like a, like a range of lenses to a smaller range of lenses that I could really play with and mess around with. Mm-hmm. And um, this is my only lens, by the way. <laughs> play with these later if you would like. And then, um, <laughs> right. it's it's one of those things of. To me, I made that I made that sacrifice. I made that call because, to me, it was more important. Even though I don't, I want to give the highest thing for that. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I want to throw it out there, and I was in a position that I could. Right. And, you know, found some really awesome deal and I, I mold on it for a minute. I was like, I'm pulling the trigger. Right. It just, it lines up right. It has the right skin tone. I got these big things coming up right here. And as opposed to me having to set these other things up, it's going to make more sense for me to be synced up with this. Right. And I'm going to yeah. go this route and it's all going to work out well. Thanks, Corona. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, um, oh, it's good. It's fine. You know, I'm very, I'm very happy with the switch. Um, it all panned out, but again, it comes down to those what you what you wanted from it, right? Yeah. And even though I do all this, and even though I do all that craziness, I'm still like I don't want to get it too big. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, like I'm so obsessed with the end product, yeah, more so than any kind of recognition, fame, or money that comes from it, right? Exactly. I'm, yeah. I'm more obsessed with what's the best way of saying this. So when you go out and you take photos, right? The conventional logic now, because of the digital stuff, mm-hmm. is you take the photo and you show it to somebody, and you're like, "Look how pretty you look," and they're like, "Oh, I love it," and they're more relaxed, yeah, and they're more calm. I hate that. <laughs> I hate it. I can't stand it, dude. I'm from film. You know what I mean? It's oh, like you're gonna wait, man. and I tell them that too. I'm like, "You're gonna wait." Yeah. You know, I'm gonna show you one or two, and that's it. That's all you get. Oh man. That that is all you get. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. gonna show you one or two just to be a sweetheart. Just if it's something that we need to, if I think we've really had a shot, almost. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna show you so we can go back and be like, look, this 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 isn't right. Yeah. I need this hand here, I need that there, and we're gonna change this, right? I'm gonna show you that. But I'm not gonna show you like, hey, I think this is a really good photo. I hate doing that. And I'm and I, and I tell them this too. I'm sorry. But man, coming up, it was film. Mm. You didn't know. Yeah. You didn't know. And it's that magic. Mm. Getting back to it, right? Yeah, You're yeah. You're waiting, that anticipation, you know? Yeah. You're like, oh, I don't know if it turned out. I don't know what happened. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, boom, you get it in that, that overwhelming sense of, yes! You know, that, that seeing that seeing their face, you know, if I get a chance to actually show them in person, mm-hmm. or even if I don't, you know, it's just like a link I send, you know? So, like, in my heart, you know, I know that when I get that text back saying, oh, my God, I love them. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, thank God. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. one, it's like, it's like validation that not only they spent money that, that was worth it, Right, because I'd, I'd hate to take someone's money that you know they felt they didn't get the good enough product from. Yeah. But it's also the fact that, you know, you have all that time. You know what I mean? That little yeah. anticipation really makes you build it up in your head. And sometimes, like you build up in your head larger than what it can be. Mm-hmm. You know. So whenever it meets those expectations and exceeds it, I get I get so happy. <laughs> I get so excited. That's my magic. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. like yes, I'm glad you love it. I'm glad you had that fun. I appreciate that kind of holding on. I know a lot of people show them. Yeah. And I know that's a thing. And I know that we live in a modern age. God bless us that we can. Yeah. I won't. 
<laughs> like I just won't. Like I remember I, was, I forgot who I was talking to going on about it, and just like Rawls, like I won't send any of them Rawls. Mm. I, I don't. I don't send them the Rawls, yeah. and I tell them it's like film. Like I would never send you my negatives if it was film. Yeah. You know, like I, I just I'm not going to send it to you because on top of that, like even if I did send it to you. There's nothing to keep you from just putting it out there and be like, this is this guy's work. It's True. quality control. True. And again, press pause, quality uh-huh. is in there, right? So it's yeah. it's like it's it's quality, it's about emotion, right? Mm-hmm. And all that's branding, everything that I want, and that's everything that I do. Yeah. And that's what it's all wrapped up in. Right. But again, I don't expect anybody to have the same neurotic issues I got yeah. when it comes to pixel peeping down to six hundred percent. You know? Like I remember you're talking about the one with the water, she's down in the water. Mm-hmm. I remember since it was the first time I'd ever done it, I'll overshoot. If it's the first time I do anything, I'll overshoot. So I think I shot. You mean like take a t- like more pictures, more pictures than what I you need. need? I think I took about twelve hundred photos that day. Oh my god! Twelve hundred photos. Oh. <laughs> right. I, t- I took a small film. Is that a lot? That's a that's a few. Oh. That's a few. That's a few. So how does she feel about that? She like, awesome. she, she's rolling with Oh, she's awesome. She's Again, oh. her link is in the description. Uh, <laughs> Angel of Azeroth. Really awesome. Really cool. Kind of kind of worked with me a lot. And, um, you know, we kind of went through everything. She had a buddy there. And we were, were kind of going through everything. I know I'd showed up early and I walked the whole place. Mm-hmm. I always show up early. And I, I walked the whole little trail that we're in. Even though I've walked it before, I walked it again. Because, again, the place we were gonna, originally going to go was closed. Mm-hmm. So everything had to change. Yeah. Right? Uh, there were bulldoze in it or something. So hey. I was like, you know what? Hey, you want to climb in underneath the bridge? She's like, sure. And that's where we got it, right? We're like, come on down to the bridge. Nice. And we went down to the bridge and um, we're talking about everything else. And um, I think her friend found something online mm-hmm. of somebody bending down to the water. So she went down to the water. And it wasn't until post that I decided I was going to put the fire in oh, her hand. Okay. Right? To really amplify it and add in that fog and all that yeah, other yeah. stuff. Um, so. There was a lot of uh, there's a lot of steps to that, right? Mm-hmm. But it was actually a really bright day. Like if you look at it, it's like it's blue and it's oh, moody yeah. and all it's this beautiful. stuff. It was just a bright, sh- sunshiny day. Oh yeah. You know, we went through and I did the color grading and all this other stuff and all these changes on it. And um, it's one of those things of God. I forgot where we were on that one. I know I was going on the track. I was like, we're getting off subject. <laughs> and I tried to remember what the subject was. I was like, Arr, I've lost just the talking about that. You were just talking about that photo. Yeah, but I mean. How it came to be. It was just an awesome, it was an awesome shoot. It was, it was a real fun time. That's right. It took 1,200, right? So I'm, at the moment, I'm just like, I don't really know what it is I'm going for with the cosplay. I don't know what it is. The funny thing is, I went to thinking it was a portraiture, mm-hmm. right? I think that's the funny part. I went to thinking it was portraiture, and I expect to do portraiture. It wasn't even like two minutes in that I realized this is a portraiture. Yeah. And that's when I kind of did that overshooting kind of panic of trying to figure out what's going in. Now, near the end, it, it really died died down, and I kind of understood what was going on. It's actually fashion. And it makes sense when you think about it, right? Mm-hmm. It's not portraiture. Yes, it's a person, and they're posing and everything like that. But really, they're showcased. They are just a vessel you know, it's all this that's going on, right? Yeah. You want to look at this. It's in the moment. And it just took me too long because I was like, okay, this is not what I expected. It just took me a minute to really figure out what it was that I was doing since it was the first one I was kind of messing with um, to realize it was fashion, really. That's really what you're doing. You're doing fashion in it. Mm. And then once I realized that, it all kind of mm, zoomed in, right? And it shortened up. Yeah. Because most of those shots were really at the beginning of me trying to figure out exactly what to do because I was taking stuff and it just didn't feel right. Sure, it was pretty, 
but it wasn't right. Okay. If that makes sense, right? You know, yeah, yeah. Like, you have to make it right, and it just took me a minute to really dial that in. And, you know, you can't expect, you know, a cosplayer to be like, oh, it's like fashion. <laughs> you know, come on, man. Let's, let's, it's like photography. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. have a conversation. Yeah, let's, let's, get no, let's get it going. No, I mean, it, it took a minute for me to register in my head exactly what it was I was looking at. Mm-hmm. You know, and I talked to her on, on the back end as we were doing all this stuff. Because, you know, I know she, I know as we're talking, she kind of wanted like, hey, you show me some of these. Again, why I'll show the thing. She's like, hey, I saw some of these photos yeah. that we're working on. And I was like, no, those didn't come out very well. Like, And what I showed her was, I actually put out the thing. I was like, Here's, here is the entire role that I took from here to here. Right, and she's like, "Oh my God, I love this one, this one, this one, this one, this one." Right, and I was like, "They're, they're not bad, but <laughs> look at the one that followed it." Right, and it's right here. Let me show you. I don't know if you see my website. It's on my website. I put I it on Instagram. It, and I put it on Instagram. I'm gonna show it to you so you can match, compare it. And everybody, everybody watching this is like, "Bro, what is it? You just got to go to the site. <laughs> it's in the description. Everything's in the description. Encyclopedia <laughs> down there." Um, so here's my site. If you're just listening, he's trying to show me a, a video, uh, a picture that's on his site compared to other pictures. Right. And then, so that's the one I got out of it, right? Okay. And so there's a bunch of ones that are okay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, now, which one do you like this one? Or do you like this other one? She's like this one. <laughs> and I was like, all the other ones, you don't even show. Mm. Yes, they look good. Yes, they look nice. No. You toss them. You know, you burn those. Like... You know, like right here, like, yeah, I took like, like I said, I took 1,200 photos, right? I think I gave her 12. Jesus. Right? And I told her, it's like, you always, you always keep the best of the best. Yeah. Now, when you do stuff long enough, like an example being um, like a, like if I do a set now, mm-hmm. right? If I go out and I do a set for music, I know like when I first started that, it was like, sure, sure. A set would be like 800 photos, mm-hmm. right? Um, I probably only do like 100 shots now. Big difference, right? Like yeah. One eighth of the work to go through. Yeah. But I do, I do like one hundred for it, and then like you know, whenever they get it, it's probably like thirty, thirty photos they get in all, thirty-five photos, which is still a lot when you think about it. <laughs> that's so crazy. And, I mean, that um, is a lot. I mean, the average person's probably posting like, I mean, even if you're a content creator, you're probably posting twice a day. Well, how long? How long's the music set? Yeah, I mean, what like couple hours maybe no just like a, a set that you have oh, blocked just, out yeah just a set okay. right you're looking like maybe 30 minutes if you're lucky yeah right and most of the people are sweating by that point yeah. for content right yeah. to share so you're looking at what even if you get like 30 35 photos that's like a photo a minute yeah that's that's pretty impressive in my mind yeah you know what i mean that's that's pretty good and um, i never promise anybody how many photos you're gonna get either mm-hmm. right you're gonna get whatever comes out is what it comes down to but even out of that hundred you're looking at one out of two out of three i'm throwing away and that's because I've done it long enough that I know what I'm looking for. I know what I'm waiting for, right? And I hit it mm-hmm. um, at the right time. And even then, like, I'm looking at it, I'm like, these four look similar, mm-hmm. right? These two look the best. These other two look too close to them. They're gone mm-hmm. because these just look better. And then if they look way too similar, then I just kick out the other one as well. Okay. And, and, it, and that's part of that curation process because... Whenever you put that content out there, that's your name on it. Yeah. That's what they're always going to judge you on. And the internet never forgets. No. Yeah, for sure. Right? I'll never be able to run for office now because of my stance on the, the boy has to suffer. <laughs> like, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So it's, it's one of those things. True, like, true. It never forgets. And then that's what I was telling her, too, when we were talking about it. And I, uh, um, 
I told her like, you know, the whole thing is like, it's, it's important to me that one, you have content mm-hmm. free to use. Yeah. Right. But it's also, um, uh, because I, um, it's, it's important that you have content to use, but it's also important to me that there's some quality in there. Right. And again, Absolutely. um, we got to have that, that, that press pause thing. And that's what we're talking about on that one. So we can, we can, it's a matter of determining what you want. Yeah. Right. And when it comes to me, like, I'm always going to sacrifice everything for quality. Mm-hmm. I always want everything I put out. Again, it's press pulse, right? Like, part of that is it's it's so good that as you're going through, you stop for a minute. You're like, who is this guy? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's hopefully, hopefully what they get out of it. And if not, well, you know, I did my best. Yeah. I'm just a man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a man working on me. Somebody I need to put you in contact with. I actually had him on the podcast. Um, is Dominic. I can't think of his last name. But he's big into um, cosplay type stuff. He's he's dressed up as uh, I've seen him as what was it uh, Captain America? But he um, he goes to, like all the conventions and stuff like that. So he <laughs> he probably he probably knows a good bit of people. He actually like tried to meet um, like the Power Rangers. I think he met Tommy. He was the like the Green Ranger and the White Ranger, and he's met. A whole bunch of other people, but he's like he's huge into that. And nice. Said, I had him on the podcast, so um, he'd probably be a good contact for you as far as like getting other like bookings for cosplay type people. But um, yeah, that's that seems like a market. I actually tried something as like a music person, so I make beats as well. I tried getting a female I found her on Instagram again I, I know sex sells so she was like the stereotypical amazing cosplay person she had thousands of followers so I tried to get her to put like my beats in like a video or something she had it didn't work out but it was something I knew could help both of us you know what I mean like me having her um well, like me having my beats and like her videos and people would be like, oh, that's a nice beat, you know, whatever. And then her having some good content to put with her be- with her videos or whatever. So it's it's something that I knew was like a, a give and take type of relationship. And for everybody else, by the way, who does any kind of content creation, if you take photos, videos, whatever, collaborate with people. It, it helps. It will help you out your career because you will you end up sharing uh, fans. So your fans now become their fans and their fans now become your fans. So if you need help with uh, getting more fans, that's a good way to do it is collaborating. I think um, something I want to pitch out to you, it popped to me earlier, but I forgot about it. Um, and you bring this up. There's a, there's a cool concept that I saw this photographer do where he does degrees of people. Mm. And it's sort of like, you know, Kevin Bacon yeah, knows yeah. one person, knows yeah. one person, knows one person. And I think you already, and I think in my head you already do it, right? And that you interview somebody and it seems like it's not too far along that you interview somebody else that kind of knows them already. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like already Louise has that thing like Louis Page, yeah. right? And, um, you know, so a cool concept in my mind, just throwing it out there, right? Um, sort of... A, a series kind of thing, right? Where it's like you have somebody on, they introduce you to somebody, 
and they introduce you to somebody and you kind of have this mm-hmm. and you have this overgrowing network of people that you've met through one person to another person to another yeah. person and it kind of leads this chain and uh, I think it would be kind of cool because I think anybody watching will be like okay so they talked about blah 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 they're going to be there next yeah yeah right and, <laughs> they're right? waiting they're right? waiting to see who that person who they're talking about in that last one if they pop up or not yeah I I, I, so I started like I started finding everybody through Instagram and right. then I just get so busy, like you know. I first of all I have my my full time job. God my, forbid. My, my yeah. <laughs> God forbid you got to pay a bill. Yeah, I have my full time job of working at Owens Corning, and then I I do music and I do the podcast and I and I make beats and I, I try to do everything else. I actually just started doing audible um, audible books, so I, I read um, audio books for people, and uh, so yeah, I'm I get busy. So I was like Rachel book my podcast people <laughs> i was like find people on instagram dude i love the fact she messaged me i was like i like this yeah, like, yeah it's like a secretary she's like all right we got this lined up exactly yeah. so um so yeah so i told her i was like go go back through my old podcast and at the end of every podcast is when i usually do this i'm gonna do it with you too i just ask you know, like who do you think i should bring on next so i know anna elizabeth gave me somebody uh, i haven't brought them on yet and like there's some other people who have told me some people that I should bring on that I haven't brought on yet, but um, I have done that with some people. Like Victor Sawyer, he's from the Lucky Seven yeah. Brass Band. I brought him on because Luis suggested him, and um, I actually just found you. I think, I think I just like I do type in Memphis, just like right, searching Memphis, and I think I, that's how I found you. I'm not positive. But um, no, I can guarantee you, nobody recommended me. <laughs> like I said, I went, I, I went through the log. You just so happened to have taken photos of like Luis and and Elizabeth, and I was like, that's very ironic. That you know, that's what I've been trying to do is bring on people who are right. connected to other people that I brought on. So it's it's been a great thing, though. I say force it, man. <laughs> it's it's been right because awesome I know thing. I know I know you ask right, yeah. and you know, but it's not. Like, you know, it's not going. I say force it, man. Yeah. I say if you need to, like, straight paparazzi style. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Jump that fence, get in their face. What's yeah, up, yeah. man? <laughs> Take some time out of your day. Yeah. I mean, it's been great, though. Like, I, I've definitely enjoyed this podcast with you. We've, As I said, like, we, we if, if somebody didn't know us, they would think we've known each other for a while. But we literally, you know, I bring people in who I don't know at all. Yeah. Kilo helps. <laughs> but we... We literally just start talking, and it's it's a great thing. Podcasts have been great for people. Uh, a lot of people have just started random podcasts. Famous people have started podcasts, and that's kind of cool. But I think it's great when, like, this is what, like one of my knocks on – I love Joe Rogan podcasts. Yeah. One of my knocks on his podcast is that he doesn't bring on any, like, average Joes. Like, he brings on some military people, and but, like – a lot of those people are still famous for something. Right. He never brings on just like a random person and like a person who's like not famous. Like right. most of his people he brings on are famous people. So, but that's one thing I love about this podcast. I go out and search people who are just doing something in Memphis. Like you're doing photography. I brought on Louise Page because she's doing music. Like she's pretty popular in Memphis, but. Uh, and Anna Elizabeth and Victor and stuff like that. But I just want to bring on people who are just, who are trying to do something in the Memphis area 
and you know they don't have to be famous they don't have to have thousands of followers they can have six followers for all I care I just want to have people on that have a story and then we can talk and then that's pretty much it that's all I care about but yeah it's it's been a it's been a great ride so far and I, I hope you know I would love to have on people like um I'm really trying to get on like doctors and professors and um politicians I think that'd be kind of cool but um I don't, I don't really care yeah <laughs> I, just, I just like to talk to people and have on people and have good stories so that's pretty much it <laughs> you, want, you, want, you want another funny story here about Louis Page scrolling through Memphis as well I do that as well and look for stuff and I actually started following her page and when I took photos of her I had no idea that's who she was really I had gone through and I saw her style and I was like dude I love your style I sent her a message I said um, I love your style yeah right um, you, you have a fan just for your style alone mm -hmm. love the style amazing style and then I forgot all about her <laughs> I'm such a horrible person I'm so absent minded about this I didn't even know who she was and it wasn't until I went to send him because I had, I was at my buddy's show actually mm -hmm. and she showed up um, at that show so I went ahead and just you know snapped some pictures I was there for her yeah and it was funny because like I was like hey you're that girl <laughs> I'm such an idiot <laughs> like you know I just it didn't even dawn on me and, it, and it's just funny as can be because I didn't even remember sending the message wow you know like so I didn't even <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> joking but it's really one of the things it's funny I look back at the message it's like I'm flipping back through the thing I'm like yeah, I really do agree with me. Yeah, yeah. Right, that's right. It's a really nice style. And I thought that was cool because I remember during the moment I was looking at it, I was like, they have amazing style. They, yeah. they really do. It's it's a really it's really well done. Yeah. And I appreciate that. When I brought her on, I was like, I don't know what to classify your music as, but it's it's good. <laughs> I was like, does it matter? Like, it's just good music. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I really like about this whole bringing on people in Memphis. Like, it's, you know, it's... It doesn't matter what you're doing, you know, who you are or whatever. I, I can just bring you on and just talk to you. And, like, you know, you, all the stories that you that you shared and stuff like that. Uh, Luis had some great stories. And Elizabeth had some great stories. And Victor did, too. It's it's just all about just bringing people on and just you know, talking about whatever. So, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's been a great thing. Uh, do you have anything else to plug? Um, oh no, there's gonna be like I said, you gotta a, plug your okay, there's, there's so a, press, no, there's an press pause, <laughs> press pause is his is it what's the actual Instagram name? Press pause images, press pause images, okay. that press so, pause images.com, yeah. I'm gonna have Instagram like press thing. pause images, Facebook press pause images, yeah. I'm gonna have a thing up there so y'all it'll be in the description, it'll yeah. be <laughs> YouTube press pause images. So you've got a website, you've got the Instagram. Uh, I'm you have Twitter? You know what? I left that one open because I'm really hoping somebody kidnaps it uh, and uh, puts up just some random stuff so I can be like, I disavow the Twitter. Uh, Has to make a public statement about it. <laughs> I um, just, I don't, I don't do Twitter. I do, me and Twitter fight so much. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Every time I get on Twitter, I just like, I don't, it feels like everybody's looking for a fight, man. Mm, you know what I mean? Like yeah. everybody's just trying to fight everybody. I'm like, can we just get along? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's not even like a I hate you button on this. There's just yeah, like yeah. likes. Like, yeah. it's supposed to be everyone getting along. But no, Positive. man, everybody's always fighting, dude. It's just so angry. I'm like, y'all need to, y'all need to hug. <laughs> I was talking about, so you can't operate at that level. Some of them can. Yeah. yeah. Bro, some of them can. My yeah. God, it is crazy. <laughs> I know. I'm not, I don't do Twitter at all. Okay. It's a scary place. 
Well, yeah. Uh, definitely everybody check out his stuff. As I said, it's, it's amazing content. Um, I definitely, <laughs> yeah, I definitely am happy that you came on and uh, we're able to talk. And hopefully, um, you know, somebody in the Memphis area will see this and they're, they're like, yeah, I got to hire this dude. He's got great personality and great content as well. So, um, any, as I said, anything else? So, um, before you check me out, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say check out uh, Louis Page and uh, Angel of Azeroth. Because I would much, I would much prefer you checking them out than me. It'd make me, it'd make me personally, just it'd make me happy. Like if you especially went to them and told them that's why you checked them out was me. There bro, you go. Yeah. I'll, you know what? Anybody who can prove me they did that, you get a free photo shoot. Done. There, there You're welcome. You go. <laughs> that that really helps him out because that that's a referral, and then that referral makes that person feel good. So Luis is going to feel good, and then also Angel Azaraz will feel good because she's like, oh. I got exposure because of him. I've got to hire him again. Oh, they're so much more important than I am. <laughs> you know, you know, I'm like a drop in the bucket compared to them guys. You guys are killing it. I don't know what I'm doing. So yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in to America's podcast. And uh, oh shoot, actually, before we end this, who do I need to have on next? No, you missed your chance. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm gonna say honestly, um, Angel of Azeroth, right? Because you're okay. talking about the cosplayer. There's another cosplayer for you. Okay. Um, so she, she's in this area. Yeah, she's yeah. Okay, cool. Oh uh, God, may need to let me ask her first. If she, oh, <laughs> let me ask her first if she's in this she's area. She's moved to like California. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, let's go ahead and let's just fuzz this part out. Can you do that? Can you do like a little center? <laughs> just blurry. Well, again, she, well, she's a Twitch streamer, so okay. I, I don't know if. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, makes sense for safety. But um, I'll see. But not cool kid, all the same. Um, very interesting person, fun to talk to. Um, um, I'm always gonna, I'm always gonna push my uh, my boy, Gregenrod. He has a band. It's actually, can't think of another. Look at me, Eric Pinrod. Okay. And Chris, God, his name's so hard. Grigolis. Um, Close regardless, I don't know. That's so hard. <laughs> All right, so those two guys, they're, they're two-man band. And you should really check them out. Okay. They are, I call them the musician's musician. Okay. You're going to see a lot of their photos I've taken of them. And I like them so much because they, and you should know this, in music, right? There's a lot of beats that people hear and they like it. Mm-hmm. But they're not very hard, are they? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Right? It's sort of just like, here's this, here's that, here's yeah. this. And people like it because they hear it so much it's repetitive because it's branding. And they kind of get stuck in their head that that's, that's good music. Well, what I love about Gregenrod is somebody will hear it and they're like, hey, that's good music. All mm-hmm. right. That's awesome. But when you, hear the, when you see a musician who knows how to play those instruments, hear the music and mm-hmm. watch them play, they're just like... Does that make sense? That wow factor. And it's funny because they're blown away because they're like, dude, I'm over here doing this and you're doing that. Like, I can't. What do you want me to do here? Yeah. You know, and these guys are going to town and they're instrumental, 100% instrumental of a uh, eight string guitar and drums and that's it. Mm. And they go to town and they absolutely kill it. And um, they're really, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's an enjoyable treat. And it's funny because even though I'm not a musician, I can't play. Yeah, yeah. I can't play nothing. Yeah. Right? Gun in my head, I'm dead. <laughs> right? It's done. It's OV. Uh, I could have played a chord to save my life. But because I, I, I go to some of these things, I, just, I I listen and I can hear it, right? And I distinctly know the difference. Okay. I can instantly tell the difference. And yeah. um, 
it's it's one of those things of it's it's so funny to me because I'll be at one of their concerts or something, right? And I'll be sitting there, and you see these people who just show up to listen to music, right? And they're like, and you see them kind of just into it, and they're kind of grooving to it, and you see the musicians going. And they're looking at their friends like, yeah. and like it's funny. It's a funny reaction because both are grooving, but like whenever you see like the guitarist like click exactly mm. what's happening on the strings, you know exactly yeah. what's going on on that. They're just they're all in. Yeah. Like I'm sold. Like I love this guy. Like I can't believe you're doing that. How are you doing this so long? Yeah. Right. And um, yeah, I've seen that. I've seen a guy break his guitar on stage just playing it so hard. Yeah, just going to town. Nice. And it's it's real. It's real good. It's real enjoyable. Um, but it's instrumental, right? Yeah. And some people can't get past the concept of its music, but it's really one of those things of unless you're in music, you can't appreciate truly, in my mind, truly appreciate the kind of effort that's put in there, sort of like mm-hmm. where everything is, where where this part is, where that part is. And even though I'm, I would argue I'm a novice, I don't fully understand it. Yeah. What I do understand is people. And when you see somebody who, you know, some guy who's just there to listen to music, just carry on and chat and just kind of be like, all right, this is pretty good. And bobbing his head and going along with it versus the guy who just got off set, like holding his head like this, like, oh my God, I can't believe this. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a very, it's a very stark difference between the two. And you instantly know that these guys up here, they're putting it in. You know what I mean? They're, they're trying. So Greg and Rod, uh, link description. (laughs) We'll get all, we'll get all that. And the Patreon. Don't forget the Patreon. Okay. I'll plug that as well. You should put yourself on. I want to see you on, dude. <laughs> yeah. A, a double me. I, we thought about having Rachel on, like, interviewing me or something you do like it. that. But I don't know. I'll be a live studio audience, dude. I'll be right back. <laughs> we'll fold up chair there. We'll have, like, claps and laughs yeah, programmed. Perfect. A little light up here saying applause. Yeah. Good. I'll do it. All right. Okay. So officially, thank you for tuning into Romero Records Podcast, and uh, we'll see you all next time. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Romero Records Podcast on your favorite streaming platform. If you enjoyed listening, you should probably try watching on YouTube. It's way more entertaining seeing my guests and I talk. Trust me. Smack that subscribe button, leave a comment, and uh, give it a like. Those simple gestures really help me out. So uh, stay tuned in for the next episode, and let's keep it rolling.